What you know about Fanagram? What's this song? I know a little something. <laughs> I know a little something. Every once in a while, I like to expand my horizons on my musical selections. Yeah. Right? What's wrong with your neck, man? Get the bobbin, man. This shit is hard. Trying to figure out who the Thanagram is. See, uh, man, you gotta listen to other stuff, man. But with the uh, big boy. What? Big Grams. Okay. Thanagram is the girl from Big Grams. That's her name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. That's right, everybody. The Savant Boys is back. Greetings, salutations, aloha, howdy, wherever you are in the country. <laughs> Glad y'all here with us tonight. Gentlemen, how are we doing for the new year? Good, we man. Feel, we feeling man. good? We feeling energized? Good, don't, don't give me that new year, new me bullshit, yeah. man. How, how we really feeling? Well, man, we I'm still in smoking. There. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> Ryan, I got to say, man, I've been praying for you all year last year. I'm surprised that you made it 2023. You made it sound that like it's going to be like God is great. Thing. Like 2022 is going to take you out. Not even COVID, just women. <laughs> like, women was going to take you out last year. Oh, man. You made it sound like you had, like, one of the worst years possible. And yeah, Johnny Depp went to court last year. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, fuck yeah. Amber Heard. Johnny Depp is shaking his head at Ryan. Like, I'm glad I ain't got that. Sheesh. We man. can trade anytime, Johnny Depp. Yeah, you got- I would love to stay in that $50, $50 million mansion you got. Lord. Johnny Depp came out the other side a brand new man. I couldn't be happier for that man. And I couldn't be happy for you, Ryan, man. I'm glad you got a little bit of toxicity out your life. Because it made it sound like you was not going to make it past, like, the next day. I was like, hey, we might need to check up on this dude. I appreciate that. I try to never let another human being have that much power over my life. So, it, 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 it is a good thing that I have gotten out of that. It absolutely is. Uh, life has many obstacles. The ones that you can avoid by yourself, get out the way. You know, you know. making life harder. Well, I'm glad you made it, man. You glad you learn to man. get out of your own way. Uh, I had to learn that too. 2022, get out of your own way. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy, you Very know, true. And, and not just in relationships with anything. You know, I had to learn that. So uh, try to get out your own way, and you know, make sure you you do things uh, that make you feel good too. But um, you know, just make sure that everything is on the up and up. You know, just keep your head up. Make sure the glass is half full, not half empty. Yeah, so. No, that being said, y'all got any uh, New Year's resolutions y'all want to share on there? Ryan, I'm looking at you. I want to know what you have for your goal as far as, uh, don't just say make it to 2024. <laughs> that's, a, that's a low setting goal. Do you have anything else? Uh, yes, I, uh, I have two main goals. One, I don't want to go into 2024 being a cigarette smoker. And That's a good one right there. By the end of the year, I want to, I, this, this is the plan. And you guys will be able to take part in this if you wish. I plan on having a full-length 80 to 90-minute movie free on streaming on YouTube written and directed by Ryan Winters. That's, those are my two main goals. Quit cigarettes, make an 80 to 90-minute movie to put on YouTube. Those are my two main goals. F- further details to come. Well, if you quit smoking, they'll yeah. definitely contribute to your budget. Right. <laughs> Good point. And your lungs. Good point. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, for me, just trying to be better than I was last year. Uh, it's always moving forward, you know, taking that step in the next direction. Becoming a better man than when I was in 22 and 23. That's my, my goal. And that's just any, in any walk of life, in any of my endeavors this year, just to be a better man than I was last year. So, and that, and that doesn't mean anything crazy. Just being better. Every year, every year, get better. Learn from everything, that, anything that happens. So, and that's a good one right there. Continuing, mm-hmm. well, considering most men 
a lot of women feel. Have you ever heard women say that most men peak at 40? Like 40 is when y'all reach like, you know how y'all thought y'all was like the hot shit in high school? Mm-hmm. Maybe shortly after high school and college, man, when you saw like your physical peak, your knees weren't squeaky and, you know, your hips were, you know, nice and aligned, man. Yeah. You feel like you can still jump and you didn't have to stretch to do basketball or, well, damn near anything I do at the house right at this point. I got <laughs> yeah, to stretch to get out of bed, go to, go to the yeah, bathroom, yeah. everything like that. Like when 40 hits, a lot of women feel like that's where men hit their like their peak of sexiness, so to speak. Really? That's that's what that a lot of women hope. feel that I hear because they say like they're they're more responsible. They got a lot of that immaturity out of them. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, dressing a certain way. They start wearing like, you know, casual clothes. Like me personally, I like wearing I like wearing a suit every once in a while. Oh yeah. And my my wife always thinks that that's that's like really sexy seeing me. No, she's shocked that I know how to tie a tie, which is very offensive. I so do. To speak. I know how to tie, but it takes me two or three times to tie it too. I don't get it right the first time. Like, come on, there's a reason <laughs> why alone. YouTube has like raised a lot of. They us. do. I, I learned them. I taught myself how to sports gamble on YouTube, which is not <laughs> for real. I taught myself. I just watch film uh, videos on how to do it, and I learned how to do it. I mean, you can teach yourself anything on there. So I thought for sure your dad would have gave you that. He too. don't know how to do that yet. He know how to gamble, just gamble, but he don't know how to sports gamble. That's like Chinese algebra to him. He'd be looking at that like, what the hell is this? All these numbers and shit? What's this minus sign for? So like, he like he can't get that, but... Um, 38, 39, 40, we are there. You know, man, we're right on the cusp. We, you can you can get yourself together at any point. 40 might be the cusp, uh, might be the, the plateau, but, you know, even after 40, you still got to maintain, you know, your masculinity and be a, a better man each year, so... Yeah. Well, y'all got some good ones right there. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear. All no, that. don't try to. I want to hear from Tommy too. Yeah, yeah. Don't you saw how it goes. goes. Yeah, yeah, I, was I, was I was trying to move out of that. Like, oh man, <laughs> I got to <laughs> self reflect. Hold on. Uh, all right, for him. All right, I have a few of them. One of them is continue to lose weight because I did drop forty last year. So that's a good thing. For you me. dropped forty. I dropped forty last week. Oh, well, not last week. Last year. week, you about died. Yeah, I cut my leg off. Cut my leg off, man. It was real quick. <laughs> yeah, I lost some weight, too. I lost 22 pounds. Yeah. Damn. See? Mm-hmm. I like to hear stuff like I, that. I feel a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can move a lot better. So that's a good thing. Uh, make sure my health is maintained, controlling my, my diabetes. My clothes are too big now. Like, it don't feel right. You know? I know. I'm at that mm-hmm. point where my jeans start slipping down again. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't like this feeling, man. Everything just, even my wife said, like, damn, there's less of you to be cuddled with right now. I'm so used to like your belly being here, and I was down here, and it just feels weird. I'm like, you trying to say you miss me being big because you can cuddle with me a certain way? And she was like, uh, and she gave me that face, like, yeah, I miss you being big, but you know, this is what I really wanted. But is it women are very confusing? They don't never know what they want. Man, I'm sorry, babe, but as soon as I started losing weight, you looked at me differently. I felt like I was less sexy. But, you know, that's this whole <laughs> other thing. Uh, another thing is, I, I want us to monetize a podcast this year. I really need to put my foot down on that one and really try to get that stuff going. So. I'll I'll do my best to make that more of a goal because Ryan, it seems like you have tragedies like every other month. Like you <laughs> you find every single nail in Fort Wayne, it seems like, and you just run over. He's not driving through construction sites and shit. Like goddamn, he's like I can't believe I got another nail in the tire. All I did was go through a construction site five times. Why am I tired of all tires? Like, yeah. Like Ryan, Ryan just makes it sound like, you know, like the universe is trying to tell him something. That's mostly to not drive ever again. <laughs> All the bad things happened to your car this past year. I strongly believe in the yin and yang universe. So the further you go towards the light, that the darkness is going to push just as hard to pull you back in. So I, whatever we're trying to achieve in this new year, I strongly believe that it is going to be extremely hard. Because the more you push towards something that's worthwhile and achieving, 
there's an opposite force in the universe that will do everything it can to stop that from happening. I believe that. Uh, like, that's it, just the devil trying to say, hey, you're doing something right, so I need to steer exactly. you in the other direction. So. Exactly. Got to stay focused. That, and I need to spend more time with my family. Not just movies. My wife has definitely said, like, the kids have gotten to a certain age where they're, they don't like to be around us anymore. And, and I can see that hurts her heart, but I'm sitting there, like, smiling, like, quietly. It's like, oh, no, man, they finally out the house, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Two more years, man. We can clear these rooms, man. I can turn this into, like, a workstation right here, man. I can We can change the locks. They can never come back home, man. We can just change our phone numbers, man. We can have a whole other life. Like, once these kids moved out, you're going to see a whole other version of me once these kids start leaving. But she's, like, she's one of those women where, like, she starts crying. It's like, oh, I can't. I don't want them to leave the house. You know, it's like, all right, man, fine, whatever. You're going to be stuck with me. So <laughs> the way the world's going, yeah, you might have a full house for a long time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't wait for my kids to move. I, I'm ready to move back in with my dad at this point. If I could put a down payment on a U-Haul truck right now, I would do it just to make sure I have everything I need to get these kids out my house expeditiously. T.I. style, expeditiously. I want y'all going right away. Like, before the sun comes up that day, get out my house. Turn in your phones, because I paid a bill on that. Yeah. Y'all get the hell on somewhere. I'll give you $500, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck from here on out. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, my kids don't listen to this podcast. They don't care what, they, what I think right yeah. now. Yeah. No. But this is going to be another special episode for you guys. For the listeners, we're going to finally get to our top five comic book movies this week because it's going to be a slow couple of weeks as far as i'm concerned as far as the cinema goes so we got enough time to get in a couple of special episodes for you guys before we actually get back into the rhythm of things and we'll we'll revamp the show hopefully we'll get our photos taken pretty soon so we can yeah i'm trying to get in cahoots with uh will there and we're going to make that make that happen so we'll just go to uh regal or maybe find some place to chill and Get some nice pics because he's going to make it look good. He's going to make it look very good there, Ryan. I so, told you, that's a talented family yeah, over there, yeah, man. absolutely is. Uh, they absolutely are. And, yeah, I'm about to get on y'all's same workout, lose weight routine for the next photo op. I swear, as soon as you stop smoking, man, you're going to see a, a lot of difference in your, your health. Because once you said you ain't been to the doctor in a while, I was like, damn. Maybe we should just kidnap Ryan and take him to the doctor with us. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, hey, doc, I know I'm here for me, man, but can you, like, check him out real quick? Man, he's squeaking and shit. <laughs> yeah, you got the lungs of an 80-year-old. What the hell have you been doing for your life? Jesus Christ. Oh, but hopefully this is going to be another great year. Last year was a good year. This year, I'm anticipating a lot of great things. Y'all mind if I run down the list as far as what yeah. we're anticipating? Ryan, if you got a list, too, I would love to hear in case things. I yeah. absolutely just botched this whole thing as far as what we missed. Now, the one that I'm pretty interested in that's going to be pretty early in the year, uh, Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name <laughs> Yeah, y'all know who his name is, Shyamalan Badingo. <laughs> that looks good. That looks everything It looks good. really interesting because I was thinking at first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, man, here we go, like another end of the world kind of movie. And then I saw, like, the the couple and the kid in the cabin. Then Dave Bautista pops up out of nowhere. I was like, what, this is going to be like one of those? Because he... He turned me off a little bit with um, the village. I don't know how y'all felt about the village, but the village with me was very weird. It was um, it Lady like it in was, the Water for me that really turned me off. It I, felt I, like it had good legs to go somewhere, but it just it, it didn't make it to the destination that he wanted to go to as far as with me. But if y'all liked it, that's cool. I'm not knocking anybody for it, but the village was just a little bit, eh, okay. You, you tried. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't really pass the test with me, but I'll move on. Uh, for all the ladies out there who... 
who like men stripping and all that other stuff, uh, Magic Mike is going to end his trilogy with The Last Dance uh, in February. <laughs> so you can bet your ass that my wife's going to drag my black ass to the theater talking about, hey, it's going to be date night. I've been watching all your movies all year. So, hey, it's time for me to get one in for me. Magic Mike, and here we go again. So all y'all gentlemen out there, brace yourselves. That movie is coming. You're probably going to be dragged out there for a date night. So... Just do what the rest of us do. Just suck it up and pretend like you know you can enjoy a movie. Guard your eyes, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the action movies that you took your woman on, you can take her on this one, man. So, fellas, suck it up. Go out and support your woman and all their nasty-ass little habits of going out to see half-naked <laughs> men on screens and shit. Um, That's going to happen. Uh, later on, it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Marvel's finally getting back to their rhythm of putting out a quality movie because I'm guessing anything Jonathan Majors is in. Can't wait. Can't be bad. I tell you, when I saw that, uh, what's that movie with the, with the planes? Uh, oh, Devotion? Devotion. Every trailer for Devotion had him in it. Like, at least four movies. He had Creed. You had um, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. He I was in like something had, else. Yeah, this year's, year's yeah. going to be a big year yeah, for that he, man. He was in something else that was leading up to the to that movie that I just watched. Like, God, dogs do and everything. I know. So, he's having, like, a nice little run mm-hmm. of it. And I'm hoping he doesn't slow down because I am a really big fan of Jonathan Major. I think he's very, very good. Big time. And uh, Tree 3, speaking of Jonathan Majors, he's going to give us a double whammy right back-to-back with Ant-Man. Then he's going to go right back to Tree 3. Uh, Scream 6 is coming out. I don't know how y'all feel, but I think the last one was pretty damn good. So I'm looking forward to what they Better have in Scream 4. And they're going to New York for this one, apparently. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's cool. They got a trailer. A little teaser out. And if you get a chance, check out the Scream 6 uh poster that's online one of the best teaser posters i've ever seen so however this movie's gonna be yeah but there's no nev campbell that no nev goes, no nev campbell which that's is first. really weird you're taking away the main like character for this franchise because you yeah and because the same with Creed three go, no sylvester alone which is gonna be very weird very all right, weird all right well it, it'll carry on hopefully it has her spirit in there somewhere or another uh shazam fury of the gods dc is coming out with another good entry as far as i'm concerned i like the last shazam movie so i'm guessing this one will still be pretty good yeah we might need a violin for shazam and aquaman too <sighs> yeah this might be like this, a swan song for dc universe really right now it, who knows what's gonna happen next but this, yeah this is definitely a swan song for those two they throw the the baby and the bathwater out on this one they're yeah, like hey man serious. we're gonna scratch this we're gonna start all over again so i, I understand but they should have done that years ago John Wick 4 is yes. coming out this year. I'm yeah, very much looking forward wait. to that. Yeah. What do y'all feel is on the Super Mario Brothers movie? I kind of want to watch it just, just to see it. I'm not you know, super excited or anything, but I kind of want to watch it. So um, I don't know how I feel about that. I was intrigued when they announced it after I saw the footage and the trailer they put out. I'm not holding my breath. Okay, that's fair. I, 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 really, I hope it's good, but so far from what I've seen and heard, I'm not getting my hopes up too high at all. It's a kid's movie, so you can only have your hopes up so high. Yeah, and that's another movie that I felt should have came out 25 years ago. But I felt the same way about Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and that actually turned out great. That's a very good point. Sonic the Hedgehog They they might knock it out the park. They they might. And one of the few movies where the fans actually interacted with the trailer and said, hey, y'all need to change this shit or we ain't coming to watch your movie. And they, they listened, and it paid off very well. So, hey. The fans still have power out there, so y'all remember yeah, that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out, and I guess that's going to be kicking off this summer. Then we get to see the white people get mad <laughs> when Little Mermaid comes out right after that. Oh, man. Man, they ain't been in an uproar ever since they saw that trailer. No, man, Negroes in the ocean. I'm no. glad you mentioned that. That's a movie I'm rooting for. I can't say I'm excited to see it, 
That was never one of my favorite Disney movies. But I'm glad they just went with the best talent available. They didn't say, we're only casting a white actress for this role. They just, even the director of that movie, I saw an article, they said she was one of the first people that auditioned, uh, Chloe, whatever, such and such. And Is she, it Chloe Bailey? There we go. Chloe, Chloe Bailey, yeah. Yep, there we go. Not to be confused with her fine-ass. No, no, hold on. It's uh, Hallie Bailey. And then her sister is Chloe. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they look just like, I think it's Hallie Bailey who's in this. Chloe's this. And is Chloe the one that's the, she was like the actress on the the Blackish spinoff show, like a Grownish? Quite possibly. I only know the difference because, because Chloe. Because I, I get them mixed up. I, I can't remember who's who. Uh, it's it's Haley. Haley. Haley Berry. Chloe, subscribe to her on Twitter. It's better than porn. That's why she didn't get this part. I'm sorry. Sorry. Every time I think you're going to be tasteful for an episode, here you go with your horniness. Something crass like this is yeah, always going to. You single as a fuck. Though. Yeah. Damn, man. Like, calm down. I, yeah, I was looking for some inspirational stuff coming. Like, yeah, and then this is going to happen and change the world. But no, she was naked. Oh, man. There, so. he, there he go again. All right, Little Mermaid. Uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is coming out. I'm very pumped about that one. As should you, Ryan, because you might actually get to see this one in 3D, which is worth all the money. That's an understatement. When you say, Ryan, you are very pumped, I am aroused just by you saying that, that title. Okay, well, I ain't, we ain't watching the movie together. That's a damn show. All right. A different theater for me. All right. All right. Transformers, Rise of the Beast. I am kind of excited to see this one because I thought the trailer actually made this one look good as opposed to the last couple of entries with Mark Wahlberg where it looks like shit. Yeah. And they absolutely were. So this one, I'm hoping that they actually stay a little bit more, I, I want to say grounded. Say grounded to like the first one did, and it actually made us like you know kids again, being excited watching a Transformer movie. But that's just me. Uh, Indiana Jones is coming out again. See what his old ass has got in store for us. Being first one without old. Steven Spielberg. Okay. Oh, but the last one for John Williams is that correct? This is his last score. Yes, okay. correct. Okay, so he can't do nothing wrong. Hopefully, Ooh, that's nice. a big deal. That that's a very big deal. Uh, Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise is going to be back on our next. Oh man. next year with another Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. I'm, I have high hopes for that one. Uh, Ryan, I don't know how you know excited you get about Barbies, but apparently they made a movie about it and they they're making one come out next year. Did you see that one with Margot Robbie? I, I did. I did. Yeah, I've been following that production since it was announced. Uh, movies obviously not made for me. Um. Margaret Robbie, she's one of the more talented actors working in the industry, so I'm always rooting for her. Ryan Gosling is growing on me. I was never a huge fan. I do like I feel him. like you I need like to him. say pause when you say he's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> no right. pun intended. Because you've been talking about arousal. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Let's not get stuck on you and Ryan Gosling. Uh, Oppenheimer. It's coming out. Ooh. I don't know why, but I'm very pumped to watch that one. It's yeah, Christopher Nolan. He's he's made with his filmography. Anytime he's behind a project, just like Spielberg or Martin Scorsese, that's an event in itself. Absolutely. And Denzel's coming out with Equalizer Three next year. I'm very excited about that. Did one. you guys hear about uh, the cocaine bust they had on the Equalizer Three shoot? What? what? Yeah, they had a uh, pounds of cocaine. Denzel, Antoine Fuqua were not involved, but I would hope not. <laughs> they were not. But if you get a chance, cocaine 
Equalizer 3, Google that. You guys are in for some entertainment. They had one of the bigger cocaine bust, drug bust period of 2022 on that set. Damn. Hollywood's done a good job throwing that under the, keeping that behind closed curtains because that was a pretty big deal. What in the hell is going on? All right, man, if, I did not if, expect that. All right, to be clear, if there's not cocaine on a set, I don't want to be there. <laughs> Good point. I hey, you think I can stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> they got long shoes, man. We, like these dudes, like, not all heroes wear capes. Okay. All right. All right. Aquaman's coming out next year, which. I'm interested in watching. The first one was surprisingly good, so I'll rather than expected. Yes, I'll stay faithful for that one. And I guess the, I guess this is going to be the final nail in the coffin for the DC universe with the Flash movie. Yeah, um, probably the most movie I'm intrigued by. Very low on the totem pole of excitement. Okay, but if we're talking about this mo- movie, I'm so intrigued by that's at the top of the list. Just because of all the crap going on with its lead star and the DC universe as a whole, the fact that they decided to keep this on the shelf, I, I can't. I mean, they bring back. They Michael put Keaton. way too much money in it. They can't throw that away. That's not Batgirl right there. You have to keep that. Um, Sexual assault allegations, man. He could have been doing sex trafficking for all they care. They <laughs> they could not throw that movie away. I, there was too much money wrapped up into it. I understand. I, I, honestly, I, and I'm sure there's some DC and Warner Brothers executives that probably agree. The success of Wonder Woman 1 and Aquaman 1 kept this DC front. If it wasn't for the success of Wonder Woman and Aquaman, this Flash movie never would have finished production. They would have canned this whole endeavor a long time ago. So they have been dragging this dead horse, and I think that carcass will finally be buried in the sand after this flash movie i mean are you a little bit disappointed that this universe has to die out like this yes extremely casting wise i thought they did good uh, i thought i thought um henry cavill he was our generation superman i thought they perfectly cast and it's a damn shame he only got one solo film and uh yeah they ru- they they rushed things and jumped right into batman versus superman after that um I thought Ben Affleck was an okay. He was an okay um, Bruce Wayne. I didn't like his psycho. I see. I have a bad dream, and I'm gonna fight crime based on my bad dreams. Batman. I don't like that take on it. But he was a good Bruce Wayne, and I really think Ben Affleck is actually a talented filmmaker. I really feel the. Yes, he is. I thought the town was fantastic. I thought that was one of the better movies of that of that decade uh so a part of me still would have loved to have seen him work as batman and him directing his own solo batman movie a part of me still wishes that and i grew up loving these characters i mean marvel's killing it but i was always a dc guy growing up so it kind of hurts a little bit to see that they failed so much and i thought casting wise they got it right it was i blame the executives uh, Zack snyder's too talented of a director just for to put all the blame on him W Warner Brothers and their greed ruined this this franchise. They should just focused on making good movies and not trying to get instant cash trying to catch up to what Marvel's been doing. Even Marvel had to build themselves up to get to the Avengers movie. They didn't just say, Oh yeah, we're gonna release Iron Man and we're hopping into Avengers right after that. Um just just that's the bad you see the bad side of Hollywood with this whole DC endeavor. 
And that's one of the reasons that I made the recommendation that we do our favorite comic book movies. So yeah. thank you both, yeah. we, Tommy and Sean, for uh, letting this uh, list take place. Tonight. Didn't we do this before, though? Didn't we do a comic book movie Mm-mm. section? We didn't? Okay. No, nope, we never did. I think we might have done our top five favorite movies. We okay. did top five favorite movies. Okay. And I definitely have some comic book movies. Yeah, that ma- that makes more sense. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, right. this should be fun. So let's just get to it. All right. Y'all mind if I throw yeah. y'all a curveball and give y'all some rapid-fire questions that I had jotted down a while ago that I feel like I can finally give to y'all? Sure. I don't just, got my ruler here if you're worried about that, but uh, let's no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> because you, you just... Man. I'm sorry. Man, you really on one tonight, man. Period. All right. Now, I'm going to give them to both of y'all, so both of y'all All just right. give me quick answers on this one. Marvel or DC? Marvel. What are we talking about here? Just our the, favorite characters or, or movies? No, as far as, like, their... They're actual like uh, movies oh, that they Mar- have. Marvel, Marvel movies what? are DC movies. That's not even close because Marvel- they do they do have the Batman movies. That's why I felt like it was a little bit like mm, the Batman movies do go pretty hard. They do. You but- can't you can't say too much. And if you want to count like the early Batman's, Michael Keaton, I'm you got those. like the Superman movies, like everything that they ever done as far as nah, like a movie point. related. No, I, I have to count when you said that. You thought about the current situation of like what they're I, in. Right I now. did. I did. Then you brought. You no, got to remember Christopher no. Nolan. You got to bring up all that. You got to, yeah. Christopher Reeves, Michael Keaton, all Christopher Reeves, Michael Keaton have a special place in my heart. So, do you lean towards DC more, or are you more movie wise? I'm going Marvel. The the DC characters I lean towards. Movie wise, Marvel has blown them out the water. Even counting Keaton, Reeves, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Marvel still. My a hundred a million light years ahead of what DC has accomplished movie wise. Okay, next one. If you can only have one of their catalogs for the rest of your life, and you have to throw out the other one, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks. Oh man, you talking about? I'm a, you're on one. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm more, more, he's like yeah, more fun doing stuff. So you yeah. you pick his catalog over Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, I'm damn near close to shooting myself in the head for not wanting to answer that. I, I don't think I want to live with either one. That's the hardest question anybody's ever asked me, Tommy. Oh my god, you could pass. That's like saying, would you rather have your mom or dad in your life? Jesus right. Christ, Tommy. Right, don't I'll, do that because right. I know my kids will pick my, my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. I know my kids don't love me like that. He's like, Daddy, we ain't never going to the doctor again. You, know, you raising us. Like, Mommy, take care of all this. So that's fine. But if you, if, you, if it's too hard to answer, I'm going to let you get that pass. I'll grant you that one. What, what would you pick? I'll, I'll answer, but I want to hear you first. Tom, I'm, t- I'm taking Tom Cruise over Tom Hanks. Me too. I Tom Cruise. Filmography. Tom Cruise has more diversity. To me, I'm gonna I'll, because it's action movies. I'll give you that. I'm gonna say Tom Cruise filmography. I think Tom Hanks is one of my top five favorite actors, but I will take Tom Cruise filmography. Okay, all right. Netflix or HBO Max? <sighs> HBO Max, no hesitation for me. Netflix, just because of Stranger, Stranger Things. How did I know no, he was gonna yeah, say that, just man? Of if it wasn't Stranger Things, I'd have it would be not even close. But Stranger Damn, Things, that would be a boring time. Just yeah, like, I all know. Right, all right, yeah. you, you got what you want. Game right. of Thrones, Spawn, The Wire, Sopranos. Yeah, you got you got a lot of eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. All right, Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Oh, you guys already know where I'm at. Team Sean, definitely Team Iron Man. Team Cap, baby. I'm Iron Man. Team, team Cap. That makes Team a lot Iron. of sense for both of you. Okay. <laughs> team Cap, baby. All right. Better action star, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone? So, so, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I'm going to go Stallone. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, 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 I do. Terminator, Predator, Ram, um, uh, 
Terminator. Was it Terminator? Predator? What else mm-hmm. you got? You got you know Kindergarten Cop. If you want to go yeah, that route, um, yeah. I mean The it, Running Man, running Total man, Recall, Total Recall. Yeah, but then again, that means I have to get rid of all the Rocky movies. Commando. I can't do that. Can't get rid of Rocky. You know what? Rocky has the worst defense I've ever seen in boxing. Like, this dude gets tore up. He don't block nothing. He's just getting hit the whole fucking match. Like, all right, so he's not a style. He's not Floyd Mayweather. He's doing brain damage. So he can take a hit. Yeah, okay. I got no. But anyways, yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's close. It's very close. That's that's, that, that's a great question. I got to go Stallone. Just. Uh, just for his longevity, he's made far better quality movies. All right, brace yourself. There's a more difficult ones in here coming up next. Whose catalog do you want more? Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson? Mm. Damn. Sa- damn, Denzel's damn, a better damn. actor, but Sam's got a bigger catalog. So I would say Sam Jackson. I can't go without Jurassic Park. I got to go Sam Jackson. I love, <laughs> I love Training Day. I like how one movie dissuades you over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, not Training Hold Day. Hold on to your butts. Not yeah, Glory. <laughs> all that shit, good oh, shit they made. Man, t- all right. All right. All right. Fine. 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 All right. Action or comedy? Action. Action. Yeah. Action. All right. This one is particularly for you, Ryan. David Fincher or Stanley Kubik? Woo. Woo. That's, you have been coming with it. I wrote that down just for you. I got to go Kubrick just because even Kubrick's worst that I've seen does not compare to my disappointment seeing the girl with the tra- dragon tattoo remake, which I did not really like that much. I enjoyed that. That's just me. I, That's I, just me. I, I, I like Rooney Moore. I think she's a fantastic actress. But I do like the, what is it, the sweetest version? So, yes. it was, And plus... They actually finished like the whole like uh, trilogy. Seer, the, yeah. Was it a trilogy? It was a trilogy. Yep. And they did all of them, and they didn't stop. This one, if they would have made more like they did the first one, I thought that I thought it could have had better legs. Me personally, I thought it was a really good movie, but you know, I enjoyed it. But I'm, I'm actually shocked that you actually made a decision. I thought you was going to flip a coin or just say "fuck y'all." I ain't going to answer that. Uh, a quick question for you though: Have you seen either one, both Sean and Tommy? Either one of you guys watched Doctor Strange Love yet? I have no. Okay, you'll you'll understand me picking Stanley Kubrick once you actually sit down and watch Doctor Strange Love. Guaranteed. All right, Sean, this one ain't for you because I already know what you're going to say. So mm-hmm. I'll just send it over to Ryan. Uh, alien or Predator? Predator. Predator. There you go. I, 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 the series yeah. of Alien is better, but if if we're just talking about so what movie's best? Yeah, I, I really the Alien series is better, blowing yeah. Predator out the Predator water. Predator don't have a whole lot to stand on, but the first. One in that prey, and maybe two if you if you like me. I like two, but Aliens got a bigger catalog. But the Predator is just way cooler. You know what I mean? Like he's just more fierce. He's cooling. And he's, cooler. he's tattooed yeah, on your body, yeah, so you kind of have to commit on to me that. And one. I got a bobblehead thanks to Tommy that uh-huh. put right by my oh, TV yeah. in my room. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. just want to say that um, I really feel that the cast of Predator One with Apollo Creed and Jesse Ventura included to send them over to any foreign nation if you need to win a war. That right. team could beat, beat any country anybody, by themselves. By themselves. Yeah. But <laughs> Aliens with the, with the S is one of the best movies of all time, too, though. So I, it, I say the, yeah. the first two are. Yeah. 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 And you're not alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aliens is one of the, is a fan favorite and absolutely one of the best movies ever made. Okay. All right. Next up, Boys in the Hood or Baby Boy? Boys in the Hood. I wish you would have compared Menace to Society. No, because yeah. I feel like Menace to Society is not really fair. Baby Boy, it's not the same kind of movie, though. You know, it's more we don't talk about like urban classics. Okay, well, if Baby it's a Boy is a bit. Um, by what, Menace to Society is not an urban classic. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people give it that much praise as it was. Yeah, cause what? It was, if it was me, Menace to Society and uh, South Central are comparable to me. 
South Central deserves to go in the same category, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But as far as we're talking about urban classics, Miss Society's, I'm taking Boys to Hood. I don't, I don't think Baby Boy should be in the same category as South Central, Boys in the Hood, yeah, or a, Menace. It's a black classic, though. But, it is. Yeah. It's one of those that we just, we just put it up there. All right, next up, Martin or Fresh Prince? Ooh, that's tough. That is a tough one. That is. I got to go Fresh Prince. But wow. as I got older, Martin, but if I, if in my heyday, what I would remember to be more excited to watch Fresh Prince. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with you, Sean. I'm going to take Fresh Prince. Yeah. But by the, no, very the smallest margin of yeah. all time. Oh, man, Tommy, you came up with some great yeah. questions. All right. And the last one that I, that I was going to throw out there, and I was, I was debating on this. What's a better sequel, Terminator 2 or Aliens? Damn. Ooh, Terminator 2 might be the best sequel of all time. Man, that's Terminator 2 for me. Aliens is up there. I like both. I love both, near and dear to my heart. But I'm going to go Terminator 2. So I'm going to go Terminator 2 as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, that was one of my first Before theater a, experiences. A, a that female I leading role? Aliens. If you had said that, it, it would have been Aliens all day. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna accept that Linda Hamilton slander. But no. uh, yes, Sigourney Weaver is one of the best actresses of all time, and especially for Aliens. Man, come on, like if you want a a, a, a strong lead who's feminine but still, you know, she's got power. She's got to do what she's got to do to make it through this shit. Sigourney Weaver is for me, man. She's one of the best. I, I, she, I agreed, yeah. but don't uh, Linda Hamilton she's, with a know, sniper yeah, rifle. Yeah, I. Yeah, I yeah. Whew. Linda, Linda Hamilton, I like what they did with their character because of what they did from the first one to the second one. They completely changed their personality and they make her like a a damsel in distress, so to yes. speak. She changed completely from you know the first one to the second one. So I did appreciate that arc that they gave her in that one. So that's just me. So I'm going to take y'all off the hot seat, man. That's all I have for y'all as far as throwing out some some rapid fire. I just want to see where y'all... Yeah, my buns are burning after that. That was where a y'all landed on that one. I was like, all right, man. You had some tough questions there. Let's, let's just, I just wanted to test the waters real quick to see how y'all was. Yeah, uh, next week's episode, yeah, we're going to re-ask you all those same yeah, questions. I'm going to find some new I questions. I want to see what yeah. you got to say. Yeah. I don't think y'all... I, wanna, I don't think y'all... Because for me... I can answer pretty quickly on a lot of things. So what would you say, Terminator 2 or Aliens? What would, what would your pick? I would have picked Aliens. Really? Mm-hmm. I love Aliens. I love them Terminator both. 2 is probably one of the best sequels of all time, but me personally, I can probably watch Aliens repetitively over and over again. Both. I could do both. Yeah, Terminator do both is here. still up there, but if I had to pick, I, because I really love Sigourney Weaver. I love Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And she was pretty gravy back then. Yes, she was. Yeah, she was skinny too, but she looked good still. Yeah. No, no, man. Did you, like I said, you like what you like. Mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton was great, but Sigourney Weaver back then, yeah, man, that, that that was pretty special right there. You you really can't go bad with that one. There's no chubby black guy getting thrown into a window and <laughs> the best screen ever. Damn it, man, y'all really stuck on them screens. That's man. the best screen. I I watch it just for that. Like, man, they don't. If somebody would watch that with me, they'd be like, "What are you waiting on?" I'm waiting on this hospital scene when this black dude gets thrown into oh, a window. And I'm somebody who's laughed at a lot of screams in a lot of movies. But <laughs> Sean saying Ryan. I got the scene on pause for you. <laughs> I, I'm glad you pointed out, Sean, because, yeah, I don't think I never really realized how funny that scene is. <laughs> he's seen All, it coming. I, I had seen that movie at least ten times before you pointed out. <laughs> he's, seen it, he's seen it coming, but it was nothing he could do. Like, this dude is super strong. <laughs> oh, and how bad he flopped after when he fell. That just makes it so much better. 
Oh man, <laughs> those that and the dudes, that and the dudes with the snakes, the funniest screams, top uh, Hall of Fame screams, the the dudes with the pythons and the dude from Terminator, Hall of Fame screams, Hall of Fame screams, yeah, man. for sure. The stuff that y'all like is just so bizarre to me. Sometimes. Once you get into it, I swear, Tom, you just listening to us, you're gonna watch movies, you're gonna start hearing these funny yeah. ass screams. It's the problem is, Steven Seagal. I do hear it from time to time, but I try to move past. Like, man, if Ryan or Sean was here, they're like, man, that's a funny ass scream that he just did right there. I'm like, I'm like all right, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't deal with y'all right now. All right. Now, unless y'all had like a really quick one for me, then I think we can move on to our uh, top five list. Y'all okay with that? Because right. I feel like I feel like I got your brain cooking on that last yeah. one right there. We're going to have to come up with some for you next week there. So. All right. Now. Halle Berry or Teresa Randall. That's for you, Tommy. Teresa Randall, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. I, I can't I can't put too many people above Halle Berry. Okay, I'm with you. If I, you would have said Halle Berry or Charlize Theron, now now we're cooking with some gas right there. <laughs> now we're cooking with some gas right there. So you never saw Girl 6 is what I'm guessing. You never saw Spike Lee joint Girl 6. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I know who you're talking about, Teresa Randall, because whenever, whenever, whenever I hear her name, y'all remember the movie uh, Sugar Hill with Wesley Snipes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the movie that pops up in my mind with her. Because I remember her in that movie, and I was like, damn, man, her and Wesley look pretty good together. But, they do. Yeah, of course, you know, bad boys and all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, she has mothers, but that's the one that, you know, really comes to my mind. No, okay, I understand. I understand. All right, now who wants to who right. wants to actually lead off? Let me go. I got something right off the bat oh, for you. Oh, here we go. I can't, I've been waiting to hear y'all's yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. This, this is going to be simple for me because I already, you know, I got them all set out here. I'm going to go with Iron Man 1. That's my Good number pick. five. That's your number, number five. I can't, I can't yes. argue with because that. Because that set the tone, other than, you know, who else we might talk about, that set the tone for all the Marvel Universe, right? I mean, he was the first. Yeah. I mean, Tony Stark, we didn't know. I didn't know anything about Iron Man. And when I remember seeing him when he landed out in that desert and trying to put together the Iron Man suit. And you got a uh, old boy, what's his name, light-skinned dude, who's a, we just talked about him. Oh, uh, Terrence, Terrence Howard. Howard as the war um, war machine, war machine, right? Uh, I yeah. just thought I, that was a really good movie. And I thought that was just, the, you know, start, it was the start of what we know as the Marvel Universe. So um, I'm going to give Iron Man my number five. I always watch that one. I like Iron Man one over, um, I like him over two and three. Uh, so I still would think Iron Man one is a, like I said, is a model for for everything else that we know. So for me tonight, number five, I'm get that one out the way. Iron Man, I'm going with Iron Man number one. So that's a, that's a great yeah. pick. Yeah. That, I was hoping that somebody would have put Iron Man there for kind of the obvious reasons. Mm. For one, even though Marvel has other movies before this whole cinematic universe, because we. We all know how we feel about, you know, Blade and all those other movies that came up. Now, Howard the Duck, we ain't talk about that shit. But Blade, I really think, gave Marvel the legs to move forward into the cinematic universe. It gave him, like, the courage to say, hey, we can make something that actually can turn a profit. Because Blade was a great movie. And y'all know how I feel about that one. So I was wondering if Iron Man was going to be there, not just because it was pivotal, pivotal in what they try to create with the universe and actually working. But overall, it was still a really good movie, and it saved Robert Downey's career. Yeah, really, big he time. was struggling. You know, so. I know he was coming off his uh, his old you know drug arrest and all that stuff. Robert Downey wasn't really like a he wasn't the obvious pick in my mind when they said he's playing Iron Man. I was like, really, him, Iron Man? Like I felt the same way about Christian Bale being Batman, but playing that film, playing that film out in theaters 
watching it, it changed my mind. I was like, damn, that was a really good pick. I'm sure I'm you've heard of the, the uh, internet news that uh, Tom Cruise was their original choice for that role. I really do hope they start off this whole multiverse thing and Tom Cruise ends up being like another version of Iron Man somewhere. I just want to see that on film somewhere. Because Tom Cruise, he looks exactly the same that he did like like 12 years ago when they started this shit. So he might as well just throw him in there now. It, it could work. You know, I want to see another version of uh, Iron Man. And if you're not going to bring Robert Downey back, then what the hell are we doing right here? You made him too damn popular to kill at this point. We're really pissed about that. He set the bar high. I don't think you can replace that. Nope. I, don't, I don't think we can place and I, I do feel Iron Man 1 is one of the more important movies not only in comic book history but just film history as it is and uh, yeah when we start compiling our top 5 list Iron Man 1 was absolutely one of the first movies that popped in my head for sure classic and it yeah it, it laid the groundwork for the most successful fan, fan, film franchise of all time alright Ryan you up next which you right. got for your number five? First of all, thank you both for agreeing on the motto comic book movie for us doing this because we could it could have picked superhero movie. Um, was, I want to I want to do with comic book movies because not all comic books are based on superheroes, so. Zack Snyder, two of Zack Snyder's best movies, in my opinion, is 300 and Watchmen. Those are both based on comic books. Or if you want to go to the more modern term, graphic novel, which is just another word for an R-rated comic book. So, by you guys allowing us to make this episode on our favorite comic book movies, I was able to include... One of the movies that I'm obsessed with, along with the other four movies on this list, and that is 1988's movie Akira. Really? It's, uh, is this a comic book movie, though? This is absolutely <laughs> okay. a comic book. Yeah, technically movie. it is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the comic strip first came out in 1982. It was illustrated by Kashiro Tomo. And this comic strip ran from 1982 to 1991. And the actual movie based on that contract came out in 1988. And this was the first actually adult-oriented animated movie that I've, I had seen at a very young age. I couldn't have been more than 9 or 10. And I don't know if you guys still watch the Sci-Fi Network or remember the time we used to actually uh, have a uh, look yeah. in the newspaper or TV guide mm-hmm. and see what we'll be playing for the next month on TV. But... Yeah, I just happened to look at either the newspaper or TV guide and see Sci-Fi Network was showing a movie called Akira, which they gave three and a half stars out of four, and it blew my young mind away. Uh, This animation puts to the test anything that Pixar's came out with, anything Disney's came out with, anything DreamWorks, and this is a movie that's at this point over 30 years old, and it's still one of the absolute marvels of just filmmaking as it goes i really feel that every movie that i put on my top five list for this episode is art to the absolute best and it deserves to be preserved for future generations to watch um if you're turned off by animated movies or anime in general i implore you to give this movie a movie a chance and i think it'll change your opinion and even give you more of an ins- insight into why people 
are attracted to animation or anime. But I, th- I really feel you're missing out on one of the best movies ever made in any style of filmmaking or genre if you discount <coughs> how great of a masterpiece Akira is. Uh, and it all this, this is, deals with teen, a teen getting superhuman powers that the government tries to control. Akira is the what they call the, the power of a god that this teenager gets who's in a street gang. And literally, a 30-year-old movie is blowing away anything you've seen in Finding Nemo, Toy Story, any uh, Frozen 1 or 2. This is an absolute classic and uh, one of the best movies ever made. That makes That's going to be my f- number five favorite comic book movie. Yeah, what, what movie was that again? Like Keela and the Bee? What <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kiki Pump. <laughs> telling you, you guys are not savants unless you have, have seen Akira. I want to watch it. Yeah. I know about it because of you. I mean, yeah. You haven't steered me wrong on a movie yet, so I'll I'll definitely give it a chance. And if you guys follow the internet, uh, movie rumors. They've been trying to make remake this movie in Hollywood for the past 20 years. At one point, a, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm just not an anime person, but I'll give it a try because you said. Yeah, you know, so. I wouldn't call myself an anime guy, honestly. I, I can enjoy the the art form, and uh, I definitely enjoyed the TV show The Boondocks. That counts as anime. Yeah. The, the style of animation. Yeah, we watch that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't watch all these anime shows, and so I'm not into all these TV shows and all that. I do like Teen Titans. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But th- this is a this is a this is a classic in the same category of any count when we consider a classic. Akira goes in that category. You're doing yourself a disservice if you never sit down and watch this movie. All right. All right, uh, Tommy Curry. I'll, I'll, I'll trust. All right, my number five. This was where it was really tough because I was flip flopping. Was going to go for number five to honorable mention, but number five for me, just because I thought it was very impactful to me when it came out, and it proved that it proved that you can erase mistakes in past movies and do a cleanup on our five. Good. So just go with me on this one. Number five for me is X Men: Days of Future Past. Whoa, 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 whoa! Days of Future Past. So that's where where Logan went back in time, and they actually blended like the X Men first class uh, okay, cast, yeah, yeah. and then they did Halle Berry, yeah, Logan, yeah, Xavier. Okay. So it was when the Xaviers met. They had the two Magnetos in the same movie. It was that one where they actually got really smart with the X Men franchise because that was like shortly after that shitty ass Wolverine like uh, Origins movie came out, and it was like, hey. We, we put out a really shitty movie, and we really need to do some cleanup on here because a lot of people does not like where this franchise is going. And they figured out a very clever way to time travel and figure out how they can clean up a really shitty timeline that they created with some of their movies. Now, they didn't do it you know, good enough to get rid of like uh, the Dark Phoenix, unfortunately, because that shit still exists. But this one, I feel like, was one of the best X-Men movies that they put out. Now, X-Men can be kind of like hit and miss with some people, especially after, you know, X-Men 3, X-Men Origins, you know, they, uh, I wasn't that big of a fan of X-Men First Class, but a lot of people seem to like it, so I'm not really too worried about that. I liked that. it a lot. Yeah, it, it, it was cool, but overall, X-Men Days of Future Past was, it was a great cinema experience for me. I thought it was a great, great movie with Wolverine, where we started to see like Old Man Logan, 
Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. You saw him getting older. Halle Berry got to come back. Still looking good as ever. And I like the act, the actual point of putting both the, the Xavier's and Magneto's in the same film. As far as them coexisting in the same film. I wanted to see that on the screen so damn bad. They actually did that. So bravo to Fox for making that happen. I'm a big fan of Wolverine and all the X-Men films. So faithfully to that. So I would say, yeah, number five, that was that was pretty tough for me to put that there over another that's one. A, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but so. that one, that that's one of my favorite X-Men movies. So, yeah, X-Men Days of Future Past, number five for me for comic book movie. No. Real quickly, real quickly, um, that movie is a freaking awesome. Absolutely deserves to be mentioned in one of the best comic book movies of all time. But when you said it's hard for you to put that over the other one, I was going to hold off on asking this. I'm about to say, do y'all want my honorable mention for It's got to be X2. You're putting this over X2? Yep. Oh, yep. okay. Okay, to each his own. And I'm really not going to, as long as you feel the same way I feel about X2, because I feel like both of those are in the comic book hall of fame. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I'm an X2 guy myself. Uh, um, but Days of Future Past is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. Quicksilver stole that movie. That, that was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I... If y'all didn't have a good time watching X-Men Days Future Past at the theater, I don't know what that... Maybe you were asleep, man. Maybe you... It was a tremendous time watching that movie. It's one of the... Because when I think about comic movies, like being in my top five, I have to think about comic movies that I actually went back to theater to watch multiple times. All of these movies on my list, I've seen at least three times in theater. But this one, I think I've seen at least four. I watched that many times in theater because it was so damn good. It was so damn good. So, yeah, number five. And do y'all want to hear Honorable Mitchell or do y'all want to save that for later? We can save it for later. Yeah. We can save that yeah. for later. Okay. All right. All right, back to you, Sean. Uh, what you got for number four? Number four for me is going to make Ryan a happy guy because they punch dogs in this one. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Dark Knight 2008. All right, the animal abuse. Got to right. have. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would make you laugh, Ryan. But, yeah, the Dark Knight 2008, you just can't go away from it. It's still a let- It's still up there as far as the – Crim de la creme of comic book movies. The, the the performance by Heath Ledger, and like Ryan says, it's not just Heath Ledger. There's other people in there with um, uh, what's his name, Bale as uh, Christian Bale. Bale as the uh, Batman, and he did a good job. The whole the whole entire movie was just and also give credit to Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, for Two Face. Yeah, he was a good Two Face. He was a great, a great Two Face. But unfortunately, he had to be on. He had to be in the same movie as Heath Ledger. Yeah, he got overshadowed for sure. In a perfect world, both of those would have been in the sequel to that Dark Knight. Yeah, and I I just it's just a classic. It's something if that's on, I'm going to watch it too. And a lot of these movies that I have on my list are all rewatchable. I'll always watch them. If if it's something I'm going to put on a top five list, then it's going to be something I would consider watching anytime it's on. So the Black Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight, the Black Knight. No, 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 you didn't no, have Martin Lawrence. No, the Dark no, no. Knight. <laughs> the Dark Knight is, um, I remember, you know, us going to see it, Ryan, and uh, that came out in 2008, and it still holds up to this day. It's, it's going to always be in that top five, top ten category, I don't, depending on who you are and what you like. But uh, the Dark Knight has got to be up there, even though, um, you know, Ryan likes for them to, to knock dogs off a cliff every now and then. But some of the sayings that they have in there, like, you know, I'm not wearing hockey pants. You know what I mean? Like, the, we, that's something that you always talk about, Ryan. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's, it's, it's the, the part where he's 
when he is fighting the dogs, when he's got to put on those blue shields or what Morgan Freeman, uh, more, um, Morgan Freeman's helping him with. That was some of the best sceneries and some of the best shots ever. You know, well, he when he goes and kidnaps the Asian guy from China and brings him back on that plane. That's I would never forget Freaking those off, scenes. Some yeah. of those scenes were just dope. I would never forget those scenes. So uh, Two Face, all these, all the extra characters in there, they all work. So number four for me, I'm going to go with The Dark Knight, 2008. Uh, that's that's a comic book classic right there. So. Yeah. All right. I completely y'all, understand. Y'all, y'all coming in strong. Yeah. All right. I see what y'all doing. I see what you're doing over here. All right. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, putting this list together, I, I, that was the one movie I felt that all three of us would have in top five. Dark Knight. I, I really feel that that was the one movie I think all of us would have in the top five. Tom, I'll be disappointed if that's not somewhere in your top five. And, uh, Sean, that movie has something in common with your number five movie. Iron Man 1, they both came out the same year. Okay. And both do hold a special place oh, in yeah, my heart. That, was that 2008? Both came out in 2008. Jeez. All right, that was that a, was good a year. big year for comic book movies. I don't, that, just with Iron Man 1 and The Dark Knight coming out the same year, I don't think we'd be where we're at with them dominating the movie industry without those two films. And I do remember that um, the Iron Man, uh, that's, that's the movie that I went and saw the day of my mom's funeral. And so that movie... Iron Man 1, I didn't get a chance to mention that. Wait, what? Talking. Hold on, you yes. don't just breeze past that. Uh, yes, it, it holds a special place in my heart. They, you saw it the same day as your mom's funeral? The same day. as if, if it wasn't the same day, it was the same weekend. Because I just remember that my sister and brother-in-law were in town for Fort Wayne. And my brother-in-law and my brother, all three of us went and saw Iron Man. And I just, yeah, that was just, yeah, my mom died in 2008. I, I, that's why I just Iron Man and Dark Knight stand out for me because i remember seeing iron man and they showed a trailer before the dark knight uh before iron man and yeah not only did iron man blow me away but the fact that i had the dark knight coming up later on that summer i was it kind of made things better so at my lowest time in my life emotionally thank you movie gods for lifting me up and making me help me get through the hardest part of my life up to this point that was a that was a good year for movies, especially the comic book industry. See, see, movies have a special impact. Always remember, you'll always remember that. It's that a, it's for a, sure, it's a time stamp yep. for a lot of people. Like this, <clears throat> I was this, you know, place, and I watched this. So yeah, I completely understand it. I thought it was just like bizarre. It it was oddly you to say, "Hey, I'm about to go see a movie, man." Even though I just buried my mom today, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was the same day. That's and I, I think that was, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of our way of just trying to escape that's kind of what movies are yeah for for a lot of people it's cathartic it absolutely is it absolutely is um so we we went on you right now for number four i think so yeah mm-hmm. number four for me and i'm shocked that it's even this low for sure when i was compiling this i thought this would be top three i'm shocked it's number four 2016 captain america civil war Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can easily I know the internet likes to call it Avengers two point five. <laughs> That's a cheap, but I understand. Uh, it's cheap and this is absolutely Captain America three. Even though it has happens to have a lot of other characters in the Avengers and Marvel Universe, this is still Captain America three and it completes his story arc for that trilogy and it feels like a worthy sequel to Captain America and Winter Soldier, absolutely. Uh, just let's just go back in time, real briefly here. Um, 
early 2015, at one point, DC said, we're coming at you, Marvel. We're going to release Batman vs. Superman the same day that you guys are planning to release Captain America Civil War. And that was literally DC's way of saying, we're coming for you, Marvel. We got Batman. We got Superman. We got our own universal characters. We're coming at you. This was, I, I, this is literally happened. At one point, I really felt that, yeah, maybe the movie guys know something that, uh, that I don't. There, you got a new Star Wars movie coming out, and then a Batman vs. Superman movie announced. Maybe the end of the world really is coming. They're just trying to get all the good movies we can. Now, in hindsight, we can look back, and I would just want you guys to compare the two. Look how Marvel introduced us to Spider-Man and Black Panther in Civil War compared to how DC introduced us moviegoers to Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Flash Cyborg. A damn email. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a damn email on a laptop. We see Aquaman waving a trident at a GoPro camera in, in underwater. Hey, we see the Flash run through a department store on a laptop, and they already have their own logos. I cannot tell you how sickening that was to see that not only are we seeing them on a laptop, but apparently Lex Luthor gave them their own logos. So in DC's world, they, they are, these are heroes that we look up to don't even have, didn't have the hindsight to even make their own logos. Lex Luthor gave it to them. Well, Lex Luthor is a visionary. Yeah, good point. But just put yourself in your four or five year old self, and let's say that Batman versus Superman was your introduction to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and the Flash, and Lex Luthor. I think you guys w- wouldn't care less what comes after that. Now, put yourself in your four or five year old self, or even nine or ten year old self. And say your introduction to Spider-Man and Captain America and Iron Man and Black Panther was in Civil War. You would you would be holding your breath, dying, waiting for, to see more. You, I can't express to you uh, just how important it is for me to include Batman versus Superman when I talk about Civil War. Because Batman versus Superman actually made this a point that we're going to make a better movie than Captain America 3. And this is going to be our launching pad to 10 other franchises. And they pretty much failed on every level and made one of the biggest disappointments of my life. On the other hand, I felt that I don't think I would see a better Marvel movie than Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was one of the best movies I've ever seen and literally blew me away. So I'm going to get my honorable mention out the way right now, actually. Winter Soldier (laughs) is my number six. Damn. I love Winter Soldier. I didn't think Marvel would make a better movie than that, and it took me by surprise. But what Marvel gave us with Civil War mm-hmm. not only delivered on giving us a good Captain America 3 movie, it gave us, in my opinion, the best version of Black Panther that we ever saw, including what we saw in the Black Panther movie, Infinity War, Endgame. I, I can't. I can't tell you how awesome it was to be introduced to Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in this movie and Tom Holland as Spider-Man. 
and not only were they good, they actually made sense for them to be in the plot. Tony Stark, he was worn out and ready to almost give up the mantle. He kind of needed that young spark in Spider-Man to realize what gets what what makes him keep going as he needed that young spark that he saw in young Peter Parker. And contrast that to T'Challa being introduced as a pretty much grown man who's a prince who has power and has a reason to be there. It's pretty much just the straight up revenge movie for him. He thought Winter Soldier killed his soldier. That's all he's there for. And it made sense for both Tony Stark and and Captain America to really feel the way they did. Tony Stark, um, he has the regret of his actions that Captain America doesn't. Uh, Captain America has a has a far better conscience than Tony Stark does because Captain America saw what he had. He was always USA no matter what, and he saw that they're really Hydra behind the scenes, and it made sense for him to want to abandon that government uh, lordship over the Avengers. It made sense, and it also made sense for Tony Stark to actually want to say, okay, we need to be put under wraps. That's just good storytelling, good filmmaking above all. And for this, this it's not just a good comic book movie. It's a great movie, period. So you brought up the question earlier, Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Both sides are right. I don't think you. it would be hard to win the argument. I really feel that both sides have equal claim to why they chose it. And it worked from everything we saw, starting from Iron Man 1, Captain America one leading up to that. This is when Marvel real it just all came together and coalesced into something beautiful. And I I can't get over it. Outside of maybe uh the Joker saying I love this drive while driving a semi truck and taking down a police helicopter, I don't think there's a better action sequence in any action movie than the airport scene in Civil War and seeing them actually fight and seeing Black Panther scratch Captain America's shield. And we actually got to see Spider-Man crawling on Ant-Man, his giant man. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, Marvel has given us multiple masterpieces in the industry. This is my favorite out the bunch. Captain America 3 Civil War makes my number four on this list. Love that movie to death. Damn. In the midst of all that, I'm shocked that Winter Soldier was honorable mention. I. <sighs> Damn. All right. I, I'm, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not. I understand. Okay. I, 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 like we like what we like, but we're gonna we're gonna breeze on past that. I'll, I'll argue that like another time in this podcast. All right, number four for me. It feels like I put this one too low, considering the impact that this one had, not just on me, but pretty much on the whole movie industry when it first came out. And that is the first Avengers movie. Ooh, I love it. Well, I love that, that movie. Was my, that was no, my honorable no, mention. So really, yeah, Avengers. Yeah, nice. So I now, get that out the way. Yeah. How many times do you guys remember seeing this in theater? Do you know? I know. I said at least twice because that was something. That was a big deal with the whole ensemble there. That was a big deal. So. One time, and I was disappointed because I saw it in three D, and I felt it took away from the movie. And this was probably like week. I didn't see it opening weekend like I planned to. I saw probably saw it in week two or three. At an early morning show on the weekend. So it was a very small crowd. And there was only one overweight white lady in front of me laughing at everything. 
I, I remember yeah. that. I remember that showing remember vividly. Actually, you like, like, like a woman when it comes to remembering <laughs> shit. Like, man. Yeah. Oh, she was yeah. laughing her ass off the whole movie. Um, that that I, I can't wait to hear what you guys say, Tom. But that movie is classic. I enjoyed that more and more on each repeated viewing. All right, yeah, y'all want to take a guess on how many times I've seen this in a theater? Because I actually remember it's more than three, four, six. Ryan, Ryan? I was going to be my guess three. Is that eight? Eight. Damn, Damn. that's crazy. Eight times, four times in actual uh, Regal between Regal and AMC, and I've seen it four times at the drive-in that year. Wow. Well, that's, at least it's worth it. I saw um, the Phantom Menace episode one eight times in the theater, so. More power to you. <laughs> I could not tell you how impressed I was at that ensemble actually coming together like it did. I was very impressed. I was very impressed that that movie actually turned out as well as it did. I was expecting it to be like, like I don't know, a little bit anticlimactic. But I was so surprised that, oh, I shouldn't be surprised that the actual way that the cinema world actually came together in Marvel, how they were connecting each of their movies very, very carefully, unlike you know somebody else that we mentioned in this podcast already who can't seem to get their shit together. They actually took their time. They developed each character one by one. And when it came all together, it made complete sense. We actually felt like the team was formed right before our eyes. And it actually made a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It was it was one of those things where the long, the long drawn out storylines of each and every movie actually paid off. It paid off very well. And it, it, it goes to show why that movie was so damn successful as it was. Because I think at the time it was probably right below uh, Avatar. Am I correct? Are you talking about box office? Oh, oh, maybe it was a uh, Titanic. I can't remember where it landed after it finished, but I think it was like in top three once it finished his cinematic run, as far as like uh, box office numbers. Uh, yes, I think that was uh, just below Avatar and Titanic. Yeah. So yeah, Titanic and and the first Avengers both made six hundred million. I think Titanic might have had it beat by a smidgen. But yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it grossed at least uh, 1.5 billion worldwide. I think it probably made a billion overseas, 600 million here. Um, yeah, 2012. I remember that came out in 2012, the Avengers movie. And I, whether I gotta agree with you, I don't know how your rest of your list is gonna shake up. But oh, I'm sure I have a I have at least a couple of more that's gonna surprise you. Is that your favorite Avengers movie out of the four? Nope. Oh, this list is going to surprise me. I'm going to go oh, ahead wait, and see. Wait, you say like Avengers movie? Just Avengers movies. Oh, as far as the Avengers movie, yes. The first one is my favorite one. Same here. Over Same end, here. Yeah. Over Endgame and even over Infinity War. Same here. I agree with you 100%. Now, a lot of people feel some type of way about Endgame. I completely understand. But Infinity War, it flowed a lot better than Endgame as far as being like that uh, that split up uh, sequel of those. Age of Ultron. I know a lot of people give that one a lot of shit, but I actually enjoyed that I one. I love a, Age a of lot, Ultron. A lot more than other people did. But yeah, this the first Avengers movie, and plus, you know, I got to actually see like the full incarnation of Hawkeye on screen for the first time, really. Because Thor, the first one, really didn't count to me. He was in there for like two minutes, two hot minutes, and he was gone out of there. I haven't seen him since. I was like, alright, man. Give me my fucking Hawkeye. I want to see Hawkeye in a goddamn movie. And when they finally brought him out there, he was like one of the first Avengers that they showed in the movie. He's like, thank you. It's like somebody finally got my letter at Marvel that y'all need to stop <laughs> shitting all over Hawkeye and give him his goddamn respect. Speaking of him, he almost died lately, recently. Yeah, yes. that was crazy. Yeah. I know. So shout out to Jeremy Renner. Doing right? good, yeah. Did y'all hear about this story? Like, yeah, like a yeah. snow. Pl- they said a snowplow ran him yeah, over. Ran him yeah. over. What the hell was he doing when a snowplow runs him over? Uh, apparently, he was like trying to clear out his driveway. Uh, to get his cars out because he was out at the, some uh, 
some mountain skiing. You know, you oh, know, yeah. you don't do some white people shit. And then, <laughs> then apparently, a snowplow just ran him over when he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was like, all right, this dude might be a superhero for real because he just got ran over by a snowplow and he over here taking like selfies in the hospital, in the hospital bed. Yeah. Like, yeah, no big deal. You know, I just got ran over. I'll see y'all later. That is so bizarre. I know, I know, but you know, God bless them for actually surviving that because that snowplow hit me. I'm just going to just God's plan. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. I'm yeah, gone. The hell is he doing? Like I probably going to live a quality of life. Like, like the rest of y'all, I'm probably going to lose a leg. My arm ain't going to work right. I'm going to be like Lieutenant Dan out here. Like just, take, <laughs> just take me out. I don't need no magic legs, but yeah, first Avengers movie. That is my number four. So yeah, nothing else to say about that one. Well worth making a list. Yeah. And I'm with you. That is my favorite Avengers movie. Uh, yeah, and still the best Hulk we've ever seen out of anything. It, I, it's a close best, second Thor Ragnarok. The best Hulk or best uh, Bruce Banner? I'm going to say the best Hulk. Because I, I did like The Incredible Hulk a lot. I I like that one better than that that Ang Lee bullshit. That oh, you know. yeah, that yeah. was awful. You really look, just God, like, that was looked like awful. rubber. It, it, yeah, it, it was terrible, but we ain't got to get into all that. Well, uh, number three for me, ironically, is Affinity Wars. Really? Oh, really? 2018. Right. I, was... I saw this three times in the theater because I was like, man, this is great. And I, I remember, like, um, I was I had bought some, I had a fish tank. I, I still got it. And I went to get these fish. They were saltwater fish. And they were like, "Can you can you come back in an hour?" And I was like, "Shit, I'm going to go see Infinity Wars. I can't come back." And, I, <laughs> and then that before I could get back to the store the next day, they sold the fish. So I'll never forget that I I had this you know ordeal ordeal with them. But Infinity Wars, I saw that three times in the theater. I loved it, man. I just thought that with them all coming over together and first finally seeing th- uh, Thanos. Uh, I just thought that it was dope with, uh, you know, them going to Wakanda and having to go through that shield and Vision not doing shit like he always does. And it just was a, it was just a great time. I like um, is that when Thor was with he had to go through the sun to get the powers. Yeah, yes. he had to go to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like when he showed up to the when he showed up to the battle and he came in with lightning and he just I hit want the, Thanos. And then boom, they blasted awesome. everybody out and Groot was with him. I am Groot. That was you definitely know? like one yeah. of the most hype moments in hype, theater when he showed up time. in Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't ever seen so many black people happy to see a white guy. Right? Oh man, so great, so great. And then when they, you know, um, you know, uh, T'Challa's in the front and he his mask comes on and they all just take off running full speed. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. They just open the gates and they open the gates and everybody's fighting. You've been working yeah. on your African accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could do some accents here and there. I do some accents. Uh, 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 but uh, that was just, just memorable for me. And I saw that three times in the theater. I saw it with, once with two people and one by myself. I uh, didn't have nothing to do. I was like, fuck, I'm going to see this again. I really like that one. I like that better than Endgame. So for me, number three, Infinity Wars, Avengers 2018. It was a, that was right in the summer, I believe, right right before the summer started, I think, like April or May. Uh, so I, I'll never I think that, that was a May release. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good time. I remember it was kind of not cold, but kind of warm a little bit. But that was a good time. I enjoyed that one. So, yeah, that was one. that's my number three. That's one of my favorites. So Infinity Wars. So. That pick. that is a, that is a very good pick. Yeah. I'm not mad at that one at all. If people didn't enjoy themselves watching Infinity War, I don't know what the hell you need to have a good time at a movie theater. Yeah, that was a good time. It was a very good time. It, it flowed a lot better than Endgame. <coughs> I'm, I'm trying not to shit on Endgame, but just the story. My line, least favorite the action, Avengers movie. It had Endgame. like very shocking scenes in it. Like seeing Loki die. <coughs> 
put a thug tear in my eyes. Like, oh, damn it. They really killed him this time, man. Loki gone. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I kind of gave it a hard time initially. It's because they had that shot in that first teaser that showed uh, Captain America and Black Panther running with the Hulk. And uh, you never got Warhammer. to see that, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that was one. Of, that was probably the the biggest scene that Marvel's ever had that was right. not in the actual movie. But I I still love that movie to death, and by far one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. Yeah, that theater was going crazy when Thor landed. And keep in mind that movie came out after Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. It came out the year previous, so Marvel was riding really high. And we love both those characters. At least I know I I was in love with both those characters at that point. So yeah, to see Thor have such a good role, we get Captain America with the beard. Um, yeah, uh, and talk about weird stuff. I remember. Sorry guys, but uh, yeah, seeing Black Panther walk out by himself before that battle, I still remember the girls behind me laughing their ass off when they you could tell. At least I could tell from the scene. I was like, why has he got this big-ass Siegfried and Roy cock piece on right now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the girls behind me enjoyed the hell out of it. They, they burst out laughing, seeing Black Panther coming out look like he had 14 inches in his pants. Yeah, but, for that, <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. But I, I, just on a, a real quick note, that movie was absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. And I that was one of the best theater going experiences I've ever had. That movie was great. Oh yeah, not mad at it at all. Not mad at all. You right, got Dick. Ryan number three. Ryan number three. What you got for okay. us? Okay, it better not be Howard the Duck. <laughs> A guilty pleasure of mine. Not not wouldn't crack my top twenty or twenty five probably. But I, I you you won't hear me shit on Howard the Duck. You won't hear me. Well, you okay, hear me shit on it. But all right, that's just me. <laughs> all right. Now. Believe it or not, I only saw Civil War in the theater one time, and that made my top four. I only saw Avengers 1 and Avengers 3 Infinity War in the theater one time, and both of those would probably be in my top ten. The movie at my number three is a sequel, and I know I saw it in the theater at least twice. And that is 2002's. Blade Two. Oh, Blade Two is good. my number three. It made me feel favorite good comic inside. book movie. Yes, of all time. This mm-hmm. is how sequels are supposed to be done. It's not a carbon copy of the original. It manages to do its own thing and stand on its own while still being true to its predecessor. And a certain part of me just hopes Marvel abandons this Rish Ali Blade franchise that they're planning. Because I don't think Wesley Snipes can be replaced. I don't think you can replace Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I don't think you can replace Captain America. Please, uh, Marvel, just let Blade stand on its own and let's just forget Blade Trinity from my memory. Blade 2... Blew me away and still does to this day. And you guys get a chance before you think that everything that comes out new is just so much better. If you really want to put your TV to the test, go to your video settings. I want you guys to turn up your color and your sharpness. And no, 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 sorry. I apologize. 
turn your contrast and brightness down just a tad first. So if it starts off at 50, turn it down just a little bit. Turn your color and sharpness up just a little bit past 50 mark. This movie will put your video quality on your high definition 4K TV to the test. The color and lighting on this is filmmaking genius. The the costumes and the lighting, the mizzen scene, everything that goes into a scene is filmmaking poetry. I know the Academy Awards will never honor a movie like Blade 2 for something like this. But this is filmmaking to the absolute best it can be. The lighting, the makeup effects, the special effects, and just the character of Blade himself being complete badass. This is why it makes my number three spot and one of the more rewatchable and favorite movies of mine of all time. I really feel this deserves to be preserved. Um, Guillermo del Toro, he is must-see movie making based off this movie alone. I know he won his awards for, uh, uh, what's that, the lady was banging that fish in the water. And, <laughs> Lady in the Water, ain't it? That's what it's called. No, it's Mike, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. He, he, which, that movie sucks, by the way. Terrible. I, I like I liked that Guillermo del Toro Lady Banging Fish movie. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't write that down, and I'm sorry I had to title it. I, I really enjoyed that. I semi-enjoyed Pacific Rim, and I absolutely adore the movie Pan's Labyrinth. Which if uh, That's got to be in your guys' must-see list. But um, Blade Two, right from the get-go... Uh, it it just had me and never let me go. This is a movie that walking into, I don't think they could surpass the original Blade. And I'm really not even going to make an argument with anybody who feels that Blade 1 is better than Blade 2. I completely understand if you have that argument. This just more speaks to my ideals more than anything and what intrigues me in, in movies in general. Uh, just a straight adrenaline rush from start to finish and just really plays with audience audience expectations uh, me so included uh to a certain extent uh, at the beginning of the movie i was kind of like oh okay some of the cgi's a little sketchy just like the original blade but by the time the movie ended and i saw the main villain swinging blade by one leg throwing him off stuff uh the cgi 20 years later still holds up today so this movie is a good example of kind of my my ideal is as a film goer where the good outweighs if the good outweighs the bad not only will i appreciate it but to blade two's extent um if there is any negative about it i could say that some of the cgi is kind of bad towards the beginning but it gets better as the movie progresses and the the build up to that final 30 minutes in blade two uh surpasses anything else on my list or hardly any movie I've ever seen. I I cannot explain to you the straight adrenaline rush and excitement I feel even just thinking about the last 30 minutes of Blade and Wesley Snipes created an iconic character and Guillermo del Toro solidified himself as one of the more exciting filmmakers working in the industry. The same reason I enjoy movies like Jurassic Park, this is a perfect blending of practical and CGI effects. Those Reaper villains they have in there their mouth opening up is one of the absolute Scared best. Scared the shit out of me. It, yeah. One of the best effects of all time. Uh, Ron Perlman asking Blade, do you blush? Uh, a joke that I didn't get 
when it first came out initially. Now, being a black man in his late 30s, uh, a Nazi-like character asking a black vampire, does he blush? <laughs> this cracks me the hell up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, that was a joke over my head, so... The appreciation for that. I didn't understand it either. Like, what the hell do you mean? Uh, it, I, I, I got this because I thought he was just saying, like, okay, we've been trained to fight you, mm-hmm. and now we're meeting you. Uh, do you get scared? But no, now that I'm older, a dark-skinned black man, you'll never know if they blush or not. <laughs> I, I was, that was a joke that was over my head at the time. Um, yeah. Classic movie. Um the the fight scene at towards the beginning with uh, the two vampires breaking into Blade's warehouse and the end fight scene with Blade throwing those electrical tongs through people's face mask and then fighting the boss at the end beautiful and then uh him actually holding that female vampire who was the daughter of the oldest living vampires as she was about to die so she, she could see one sunrise um that's more artistic and beautiful than anything you'll see in any movie classic, including Lawrence of Arabia or Godfather 1 or 2. A gorgeous movie and the best looking movie on my list. Blade 2 is an absolute classic and um, I don't think they'll ever be able to surpass that with that character. By far the most beautiful looking movie on my list and remember, guys, I told you, you have not put your TV to the test until you put Blade 2 in on DVD or Blu-ray. And hope, hope it's on 4K. Remember, turn your color and sharpness up, your contrast and brightness down, and your eyes are going to orgasm. It's a gorgeous movie. <laughs> it is. Blade yeah. 2 for me, number three. Not bad. Not bad, not at, bad all. at all, man. I'm, I'll give you. You some of that. I'm glad you guys are with me. Yeah, I, yeah. All right. Now, number three for me, because, like I said, I'm a very big fan of the X Men franchise. It has to be Logan. Number three for oh, me. Yeah, oh, you took Logan, me off guard yeah. with that. Okay, I thought I thought Days of Future Past was only going to be the X Men entry for you. No, I can't tell you. I, I told you the death of Wolverine impacted me far more than the death of Tony Stark. I have been invested in the X-Men franchise like no other, it seems like. I've constantly been an apologist for all those movies that they made, even the shitty ones. I had to try to argue those. X-Men Origins, Wolverine, I couldn't argue. I ain't gonna lie. But the Wolverine, I still say, is a better movie than people give it credit for. It was still really good. And Logan was a beautifully directed and acted swan song for Wolverine. Hugh Jackman he acted his ass off in this movie. This one, it, the movie made me cry twice. Good job, X-Men, for making me cry in a damn movie. When Professor Xavier died, man, damn, man, I was weeping. I was weeping like a bitch. I ain't gonna lie. As soon as he died, I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Why y'all do this to me? And when Logan died, all over again. Sad ass ugly ass tears that had me too yeah damn because to see somebody be so impactful in a role just like you say iron man can't be recast Mm-mm. like captain america in my opinion can't be recast wolverine is one of those where they're actually going to try it i know they are because you can't just go on with the x-men like franchise and not have wolverine in there but he 
left some very big shoes to fill. I'm with you on that. I don't think you, that's going to be nearly impossible to recast. I'm with you on that. There's just certain people like we can't see another blade, even though they go to try seeing another Wolverine. I, I feel so bad for the actor who's even going to try <clears throat> to step in those damn shoes, but they have to give it a try. I completely understand, but you have to understand that what Hugh Jackman did is by far one of the greatest achievements in modern cinema history made us care about the whole X-Men franchise like that. When we grow up watching those damn animated X-Men shows coming up, like it, it had a really big impact on me already. So I was hoping that they wasn't going to shit the bed, actually turn into like a live action uh, movie. So I'm glad the first one actually did exactly what it was supposed to do. It gave us faith that an actual comic book movie, especially X-Men can actually make it and thrive at the box office. So good for y'all Fox. I'm glad y'all actually pulled that off. But what y'all did with uh, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, especially when I didn't have like the much that much faith in him when he first got on the screen, because I was like, he really isn't that muscular. He doesn't really look exactly like I thought Wolverine would be. I thought he'd be more muscular, more bulky. And, uh, I just had like a different vision of him. But the way that he grew on me as a character, holy shit. Yeah, I remember my brother-in-law when that first X-Men trailer came out said, I can't believe they cast this skinny punk as Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that they said that they shot that scene with him with his shirt off at the end of the shooting, just because he was so damn skinnier than that, the fact that he actually put on muscle and that's still what he looked like, it's like, damn, I don't know if they cast the right guy for uh, Wolverine on this one, but you know what? As it as time went on, he became by far the highlight of the entire franchise. The fact Big that time. he had his own solo movies that people actually cared when he died, and if Professor Xavier... That was a good movie. That, that was a great, great movie. movie. It was it was one of those movies where I feel like, all right, man, he should have been nominated for a damn Oscar because mm-hmm. he did so damn well. It was sad, so sad at the end. It was very sad. And the only thing that was like imperfect about that movie is that they didn't go with the true storyline of uh, Old Man Logan because Hawkeye is actually a part of that uh, storyline in the comic books. Really? Hawkeye and Logan are actually like teaming up in the Old Man Logan comics. So all of you... People out there who think that I don't know my shit about comic books. Yes, I know my fucking shit about comic books. And Hawkeye and Logan are part of that comic book series. So, yeah, get to know your history on that side. But so if they didn't, if they, I understand why they couldn't make that happen. Because Fox and uh, Marvel, they had just went that little uh, transaction as far as making that work. So, I understand that that, that could happen just yet. But, good damn, man. Logan was a great movie. It's I, I bought it so damn fast when it came out. I could not tell y'all how excited I was to watch that movie over and over again. And I'm glad that Disney Plus finally put it on their streaming uh, service along with uh, Deadpool. The other X-Men movies, they finally got smart and put the other shit on there. So, yeah, Logan, that is a great entry right there. Made me cry ugly-ass tears. So, shout-out to Hugh Jackman. Shout-out to Patrick Stewart. Logan, number three for me as far as the best comic book movie ever made. Man, that's good. I like Logan, man. I really do. It was sad that when the the black family got killed, they they got tore up. Yeah, Er, uh, Eric LaSalle, he didn't have his his soul glow that day. (laughs) (laughs) Man. All right. Well, number two for me. Um, This one's going to be a shocker. Uh, Morbius. Shut uh, the <laughs> I'm about to shut this shit off. <laughs> All right, podcast over. Yeah, here. no, y'all no, be a goofy. Might be the top worst Marvel movie or any movie. I don't think it's Marvel. Is it Marvel? Morbius? Marvel? Uh, it's Marvel. Yeah, okay. yeah, Brian, it's, you already said it once before. So it does not, not count. Okay, well, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. He's but Sony. number two for me, 
uh, I'm going to concur with Ryan. With I'm going with Blade 2. Blade 2. We put Blade 2 at number 2? Number 2 is oh, for me. Okay. Blade two. I'm, I'm proud of you. Sir. I remember when we, I first saw this. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. And we went to the movie theater. And the movie theater had chicken in it. What? Because you know, it's a Magic Kentucky, Johnson movie. It, it, was, it was like a KFC inside the movie they had theater. Fried chicken they had there? fried chicken in there. <laughs> you could get popcorn and stuff, but you could get a bucket of chicken and watch the movie. So we got a bucket of chicken. That is the greasiest shit. Greasiest shit. It was like it came like a little clear package, and we watched Blade Two, and I was already Blade One, you know. But Blade Two, I was like, all right, all right let's see what they're gonna do with Blade Two. Blew me away. Like the first couple scenes where he takes the dude's head and pushes it into the tire in the motorcycle. Ah, that was pretty screaming. sweet. Pretty scre- screaming. And just him running through those factories or shops, wherever they were, and just vampires, the thought of a vampire being scared of something else is just a, 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 you know, a crazy thought to have in itself. But Blade is that tough and that bad and that menacing that he's chasing vampires and they're running for their lives. And he's jumping over shit. He's got his car. He's got his you know his sword and stuff and all that. But the, the part I like the most is you got a team of vampires teaming up with Blade, who he don't like. They don't like him because they have a bigger threat to worry about in this movie because now they're the hunted and they don't know what to do, and they're shitting on themselves, basically. You know what I'm saying? So they have to go get Blade, who's the... He hates all vampires. He don't give a fuck who they are. You and then they mean? say that team was, like, put together to hunt Blade. Blade, that was a, that's it. a yeah, tactical team to been get training him. training just yeah. to hunt Blade. Yeah, yeah. And so that's uh, the, the irony in that, you know, which is crazy amongst itself. So that was a weird dynamic. It, 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 there was a part where they're, they come up to the club that they're about to go into, and I'll never forget this scene. But when they all together and they got, um, they're just walking in, in, in unison. Oh yeah, into I the remember. Club. I, yeah. I bought that song on yeah, iTunes. That, yeah, uh, that eye against eye. Eye against eye. Yeah, yeah. Man, they were looking yeah. real hard. Yeah, funny. was that most deaf? Not, yeah, yeah, it was most deaf. Most deaf. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that them going into there and oh, know. real quickly, and I didn't notice this on mm-hmm. initial viewing. Mm-hmm. I, I believe uh, Whistler, he's looking <clears> at him. Through a, through a scope. scope, and he's the only one with blue. Yeah, he's the only one with red. Red, red. Yeah, yeah, red. yeah, yeah they all sweet. have no blood. Yeah, so them having to go underground to find these supreme vampires that were made uh, to be like Blade. Eventually, they're trying to get somebody to be a daywalker, and it kind of backfired and created like this mutation that Ryan was talking about with the mouth and all that. So uh, it, it's it's just it's a superior comic book movie. Um, I can't believe the first two are that good, and the third one is just horrible but the number two for me tonight I, I gotta give it to blade great fight scene at the end um just a different thing for him to be have to take on these sub, higher you know supreme vampires in the original one i gotta give it to number two for me uh, i think this was 2002 blade to wesley snipes coming in number two so Ooh, not, not shocked at all no nope. <laughs> i'm a little shocked I, I figured he would have blade one on his list but for sean to include blade two i I'm 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 very surprised, and that, that that makes me feel good that you enjoyed. His, it sounds like just oh, as much yeah. as I did. You know, for you're me, the ultimate Blade fan. Yeah, for me too. I remember. You know, I know we all do this, but I, the nostalgia of stuff, or where I remember where I was at when I did the certain things, and it makes it even more, uh, you know, cool and even more better for me. And I remember those parts. I remember having KFC. I never seen KFC in a movie theater. That like, is like the blackest was, movie theater. Yeah, black it, was, it was actually nice though. It wasn't like a a rundown theater. We were like, wow, well, black people. We can have nice shit. Sometimes. It was run by white folks. You know what I mean? Like. And 
and they, the fried chicken actually had seasoning. It was KFC chicken, whatever. <laughs> if you like KFC chicken, then I, I remember that. So you could get popcorn, chicken, pizza. They had all kind of different stuff. So we actually saw Blade Two. My uncle lives in Louisville, and we went to see him. He's like, "Let's go to a movie." And Blade Two was out. So yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. didn't think it gave me fried chicken. I would have fallen asleep <laughs> in the middle of that damn movie. <laughs> Grease all over your face. It's like, damn, y'all got biscuits too. <laughs> Oh. Oh, All that, right, it's on you, Ryan. What you got? Go number two. two. Quick question, Sean. Did the whole theater laugh during Blade Two when uh, uh, not Ron Perlman, but his his best friend in that? He told Whistler, "You're about one cunt hair away from hillbilly heaven." Oh no, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I love when you talk dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's the theater memory I remember. They, that yeah. theater was rolling off that, me included. <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm very proud of you, Sean. I'm glad you enjoyed Blade 2. <laughs> I, I adore that movie to death. Um, this is the only movie on my list where I did shed a tear. And just because I was only three years old when it came out, this is uh, being Akira, my number five. This, along with Akira, is the only one on my list that I did not see in the theater, and I will regret it to the end of my days. Tommy has rubbed this in my face on multiple podcast episodes. Have what I missed out I on. I feel like you need to say pause again. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I ain't rubbed nothing. <laughs> like, what the hell are you I talking promise, about? I promise you. Uh, Mrs. Curry, yeah, he has never rubbed anything in my no. face, nor have I ever <laughs> asked him to. I'm, I'm married, <laughs> happily. Like, like, leave me alone. <laughs> okay, so even though I've brought up the cock piece for <laughs> Chuck Bozeman in, in Infinity War. I promise you, Mr. Curry, I have never danced on the original stage. You sound like you sing. (laughs) This movie did bring a tear to my eye, and we're going with the Miles Morales origin story from 2018. Oh. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, Not only does it have your boy in it. It's probably my third favorite Spider-Man of all time. Who am I talking about? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas. And this oh, Cage yeah, he was like plays the, noir, noir Spider-Man in black and white. Sometimes okay. I let the candle run down my fingers just to feel anything. He's like, how does he have the wind in here? Where's the ground? <laughs> <laughs> the wind follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage was, was so awesome. I told you that's a great actor. Right <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. My third favorite Spider-Man. Spider-Man is Nicolas Cage, and this movie also has my two f- other favorite Spider-Man. So, all love and respect to Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Thank you all. All three of you guys did great in your roles. Whether the movies failed you or not, you guys were great. But my number two favorite Spider-Man is Miles Morales, and my number one is Peter B. Parker, who in a multiverse universe, this movie happens to be the earth that we live on. He's our Spider-Man. So to see a Spider-Man who's in his late 30s and life's kicking his ass and he's just kind of worn out, um, I couldn't help but fall in love instantly. So uh, whether it being him sucked into another dimension and the one thing he decides to save before he gets sucked in is the last pizza slice in his pizza he was eating. Um, or um, Marisha Ali playing um, Miles Morales' uncle as the Prowler, one of the best bad guys I've ever seen. 
Um, this movie is uh, perfection. The f- definition of a comic book movie. And it actually looks like a comic book br- brought to life. Everything from the voice acting, the score, the soundtrack, uh, the storyline, everything here just hit my sweet spot. And me as a movie fan. I'm telling you, if you would have saw it in 3D, it might have been number one. I, I, you might be right about that. And believe me, it, it was close to being number one. I, this, this, these lists we put together uh, really makes me delve in. These are some of the hardest assignments I've I've had, whether it be schoolwork or not. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, just trying to be honest with you guys and my. Oh yeah, I, I want to be honest with myself and you guys and any listeners we have on here. There's probably when teachers I, listeners like, damn, I never heard Ryan talk so much. <laughs> probably right about that. I am a wallflower, actually. I am a wallflower. But yeah, this movie uh, really breaks breaks my heart and in many respects i love the the uncle origin story and the twist on that uh, i had heard of the character of miles morales but i didn't know anything about him i just knew he was uh, half puerto rican half black spider-man that made a comic book about him so this is my introduction formally to miles morales oh and did you ever play the video game uh the miles morales uh, spider-man game? i haven't and honestly i haven't played the spider-man movie that came the spider-man game that came out before that which i heard was also awesome but as soon as I get my PS4 fixed, both of them will be on that PS4. Have you played the game? Uh, I played it for a little bit. My son uh, played it and finished it all the way. That game was a fucking incredible, man. I heard. I heard that. Because y'all remember when the classic. first Spider-Man came out like mm-hmm. on Xbox and PlayStation? Like when uh, Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man? That oh, yeah. Xbox game was by far the most popular game that year. Over Batman, <clears> like <throat> NBA 2K, all that stuff. When that, that was great. When that first Spider-Man game came out, it was like... Holy shit. Like, this game is fucking fire right now, man. It it, it made me stop playing Twisted Metal for like a year. Man, that, that's that game was, 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 was man, awesome. That was a good game. That was a, that was a very good game. They didn't make a movie out of that, Twisted Metal. That would be dope. Having different people. That would be pretty sweet. sweet. I've heard Anthony Mackie was rumored to be attached to a, a Twisted Metal really? movie. Is he going to play the pink Cadillac guy? Yeah, he could be us thumping. As long as he's not Axel, there yeah. we go. If he ain't Axel, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Axel. Yeah, Axel, yeah. yeah. I don't know how, he makes, wheel, don't know how Axel around. makes it because he's just got his body exposed with big tires. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting shot with rockets <laughs> and shit. Like, man. But, yeah, no, that's a great game. No, man. I'm, I'm skeptical of turning video games into movies. Yeah, we God. know it hasn't worked a whole lot so far. So. Yeah, not, not too many have actually succeeded at that. Right. But, yeah, if they just... Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll just be like a Hulu exclusive yeah. or some shit. And the right hands, that could be a badass action movie, actually. Maybe. I, I could see that working in Maybe. the right hands. Yeah. It, they have to make it rated R because oh, why be. even try to make it? Have you going through different levels and, you know, oh, that would be so dope. That would be dope. Yeah. Oh, I I mean to sidetrack it. Go ahead. Uh, no, not, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, love fest for this movie. Uh, shout out to Jake Johnson, voicing my all time favorite Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker. Uh, this is a story about, uh, and uh, I'm actually excited to get to use this word, actually. I think the quintessential Spider-Man starts <laughs> off the movie, um, who's damn near perfect. He ends up getting killed within the first 15 minutes, and that's how Miles Morales ends up taking over as Spider-Man in that alternate dimension in that world. Um, and for him to actually get trained by our Spider-Man in our Earth, who happens to be in, the late, in his late 30s and worn the hell out, and a little slightly overweight. It it, it was just utterly. Fat. It was every joke lands for me, and 
they say a picture says a thousand words. There's a there's one image that got me to tear up in that movie, and it, it was seeing Miles Morales standing on his father's shoulders, spray painting his uncle's mural on a, on a wall. That that scene really brought me to tears. I, I was there's a couple other moments in there once Miles actually learns his powers, um, and uh, yeah, he's the other Spider-Man except him towards the end. And it's just full of great months. Just from him and, and Gwen uh, giving each other dap. And you see little words pop on there, dap. Uh, just from uh, them trying to escape from the facility. And them hearing the workers say, hey, he took a bagel. He told the bagel back. so damn. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. He took a Because bagel. he threw the bagel back and he saw like the little Batman words like pow or bang <laughs> yeah. or something like that. All right, man. Oh, yeah. Like this movie is doing too much right now. I'm <laughs> doing this shit. I'm loving it. <laughs> and yeah, that's what that, that, that little sequence there really was when I really got hooked in. It was like, uh, well, yeah. Actually, I think the, the voice, uh, the voice actress for like that, um, the Dr. Octavius, the female, wasn't that a. The one chick that played Agatha in WandaVision? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That's Catherine, her. Catherine Hahn? Yes, sir. Catherine Hahn, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you Big. mind giving me that back young man? It's proprietary. <laughs> that, I, she was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Octavia's daughter. I definitely love her as an actor. She's one of my favorites. She is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to anything. Um, All-around classic. Not only my f- does it have my three favorite Spider-Men in, in the same movie, which says a lot. Cause I'm a huge fan of the first two Tobey Maguire movies and Tom Holland's incarnation as well. Um, whew, uh, if I don't, it's hard to top this. I'm shocked. There's another movie above this on my list. I cannot tell you how much I love this movie. Um, if we may ever talk about our top 20 movies of all time, this movie's on there. Spider-Man into the spider Verse from 2018. Uh, I'm praying the sequel is even half as good as it is because this movie is a masterpiece, which I think will only be fully appreciated as time goes on. Absolutely love it. Okay. Now, I feel like my number two is going to be a curveball. Oh, so it's not Howard the Duck. It's, <laughs> it's not Catwoman. So don't 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 get hyped. All right. But this one made my number two not just because it was the best incarnation from comic book to actual on screen but the miracle that this movie was to me as far as being made it is it it astonishes me that fans have so much power to get a movie made and get greenlit so number two for me is actually deadpool I, you know what i thought about putting you deadpool know, on there yeah i like deadpool deadpool is one of the most perfect comic book movies ever because it didn't stray away from what the character is in the actual comic books. It's like they literally did copy and paste. It's like, hey, let's just put this comic book on screen exactly how it is. The Merc with the Mouth, do this exactly like it was, and they had the perfect casting in Ryan Reynolds. Granted, perfect. Tr- Blade Trinity, man, we really hated him for that shit. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. Like, as soon as we thought that I'm movie was him. bad, he said, hold my beer. I'm going to do worse than that <laughs> shit. Like, I'm going to fuck this movie all the way up. Watch this shit. And when they got him into, like, the first X-Men Origins, trying to make him play Oh, Deadpool, God. I was like, what the oh, fuck God. are y'all doing? You fucked up Deadpool. So the fact that he got to double back and try it one more time and perfect it, that in and of itself is a fucking miracle that they actually let him do that shit. 
because Marvel is very gracious in giving people a second try because they gave Chris Evans a second try from uh, from uh, Johnny Blaze, whatever. Uh, uh, damn, uh, the, from the Fantastic Four. He went from Fantastic Four to, to Chris Captain Evans. America. Chris Evans, I'm sorry. And they get uh, they did Michael B. Jordan dirty by putting him in that other bullshit Fantastic Four movie, and they let him try again with Killmonger. I love that they gave Deadpool another try. Because if it would have died with X-Men Origins Wolverine, that Deadpool that everybody fucking hated, with the blades coming out of his hands like a like a knockoff Wolverine, they it sewed was his mouth shut. Sickening. And they did like the bullshit with his eyes. It's supposed to be like the little triangle yeah, thing. On, the, on some one of the worst like, green screen fight scenes of all time. It was terrible. It was terrible. We can all agree. That's Man, like that easily movie. one of the worst comic movies ever made. Agree. Simply by fucking up a lot of shit. And the fact that he got to double back and do the Deadpool movie. I saw Deadpool at least five times in theaters. Damn. When I saw that the first time, I was like, holy fucking shit. This movie is actually really fucking good. Easily the first ten minutes of that movie is like perfection to me. It's like up there with the opening scene of Blade. You know, um, and I'm glad you mentioned that actually, Tommy, because um, I do feel that any any post-credit scene in the Marvel Universe or any movie ever ever made does not compare to that post credit scene in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Have you guys watched that movie through the credits? I'm trying to remember what the after credits were. It showed future Spider-Man going back to that old 60s cartoon Spider-Man and there's a classic Spider-Man cartoon episode where two Spider-Men are pointing each other. So they remade that and it's 2099 Spider-Man going back and meeting 1960 Spider-Man and they're sitting there arguing pointing at each other now it's, it is absolutely now the the songs soundtrack's awesome so it's worth w- listening to the oh absolutely to the songs and the, and the animation and the credits but that post credit scene in it's the Spider-Verse is the best post credit scene ever the opening credits for Deadpool not only in the comic book genre but any movie I've ever seen the best opening credits of all time. The little side notes they have to oh, the yeah, production. Oh, yeah, God's, God's mistake or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And but, I like how he's making fun of Green Lantern in that movie. Big, big I, time. I, I love that he doesn't take himself too seriously. <laughs> Not at all. Because when he did that, like, uh, directed by an overpaid, like, tool or something <laughs> Underpaid like that. The writers, the, the real heroes here. <laughs> and, you know, that fourth wall breaking thing and him, like, shitting on X-Men. is like, damn, you can only afford to get two X-Men in this movie? Like, God. <laughs> and for somebody who hates the end of the world giant beam shooting into the sky scenarios to end movies, this movie really comes down to the bad guy saying... Don't call me Francis. You, you call me by my bad bad guy name. You won't call me Francis. It's fucking hilarious to me. I I, I understand the love for Deadpool. And once again, they had our our girl in there. Um, uh, oh, from a. Uh, well, I can't remember her name. Is it um um Carla Giorgino? Something like that. Is it from? Yeah, she's the, from the, uh, the the Mandalorian. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the MMA fighter. Yeah, man. The, Man, I swear, they just let her boob hang out. <laughs> I was like, man, if you don't move your fucking hand out my way, like, like some shit's going on over here. <laughs> Aside from that, this this movie was damn near perfect to me. I could not believe that Deadpool actually got made the right way, and Fox was behind it. Fox, who gave us X-Men Origins, made this movie 
Holy shit. And like I said, it's a miracle they got made because they all heard the story that the test footage got leaked online. Then when like 24 hours later, the uh, Fox actually greenlit the movie because of the positive feedback that it got from the online footage. Holy shit. This, I, I was never a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, but I was after Deadpool. And it was through his sheer will alone that got this movie made. Him just making little YouTube videos got him a green light to get a $60 million movie made through a major studio. And they knocked it out the park. They weren't trying to be, they were just focused on making a Deadpool movie. They weren't catering to all audiences. Make, either you're with what they're trying to make or you're not. They were, you could tell they were extremely focused and had a good idea and hit the nail on the head with this. It was, I didn't make, I've never met anybody that said they don't like Deadpool at all. Same here. Likewise, I don't, I don't think we've named a movie on any of our list. We're, uh, I'm very impressed with uh, your guys' pick so far. And and what was I'm looking it up right now because I didn't want I didn't want to forget this. I thought this was a very important part. The budget of that movie was fifty eight million. Fifty eight million dollars. The box office gross was seven hundred eighty two million. Damn. Damn, man! Talk about turning a profit. Dead serious. Holy fucking shit! Yeah. Big time. That's one of the most. And the fact that Deadpool was only made—that was a shocking point. It was only made for fifty-eight million. It's amazing what you can save money on. You don't have a giant beam shooting in the sky to injure me. Man, you really stuck <laughs> on that. Man. Let that go. Uh, that's brought up every week now. <laughs> Sorry. <Man>. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but Deadpool. Holy shit! I can't tell you how proud I am of Fox for making this movie for Ryan Reynolds. It took him into a whole other stratosphere. Now he can't stop making movies. They just constantly put him in everything. Like, hey, just give us another Deadpool version of you. Like, I feel like he's been doing that nonstop since he's put out Deadpool. Eventually, we're going to get tired of it. You know, he'll have to work on something new. But in the meantime, it's still lingering. And when Deadpool 3 comes out, when they bring back Wolverine, Knocking on wood, knocking on laptop, knocking on cell phone. Like I hope they don't fuck it up because because it they got to go R. It's got to be R rated. If it's not rated R, man, then why even make the film? Exactly. Okay. And he's yeah. earned that. He, there's enough profit made with Deadpool one and two. Disney can afford to make a, a hundred million dollar R rated Deadpool movie. And I've They're been hearing a lot of a lot of theories so far about what's going to happen with Deadpool three, but I don't want to talk about that just now. Cause some of them sound like kind of far fetched, but they're linking in a bunch of other stuff. Cause they, one of the theories that I heard about where they're going with the storyline is y'all remember that big ass celestial that popped up out of the ocean and, uh, Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. They're saying that the metal that that's made, that that's made from that is the animantium that uh, was given to Wolverine. Whoa! Huh. That's how they're going to try to link X Men and all that other stuff into the actual Marvel universe, like because I thought for sure it would have been like at least one or two movies by now they had to fucking explain this big ass robot hanging out the ocean, and they haven't talked about it really. So the fact that they're going to go with that storyline, it makes a lot more sense because of course the government has to go in there, steal all that shit, dig them up out of the ocean, whatever the fuck they can do with that, and like oh that's where the animatium comes from. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. It's, not like it's hitting Wakanda. I get it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm wishing them all nothing but the best that y'all actually make, like, a great trilogy. If this is going to end with Deadpool 3 and they're going to stop there, this is the perfect way to go out with Wolverine and uh, Deadpool. So, yeah. congratulations to Deadpool, number two on my list, comic book movie of all time. Great cool. movie. Everybody should love that movie by now. It is. I love Deadpool. I like. I, I couldn't believe that they made class. that. that was I great. like both and the yeah. sequel. I, love I like both, both of them too. Yeah, you. I got them from you. I got both <laughs> of them at home. Uh, number one, you guys all know. All right, you know, we we didn't have to guess this. We don't one have at to all. guess. 
Wesley Snipes is back, or he's in the back. <laughs> he's uh, he's still the original Blade. I'm going with the original Blade is number one for me. Um, that's made it two times in the since we've been doing this show that has made number one. It was my number one movie of all time. It's my number one comic book movie of all time. So I expected nothing less. This double dose of Wesley Snipes here. Um, I never would have thought this when I saw him in that bad movie uh, 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 video with Michael Jackson that he would be Blade in <laughs> one of my best uh, favorite movies of all time. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's a nice little turn right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I don't think he even thought this, but Wesley Snipes is Blade. A uh, vampire who was born half vampire, half human, but he's got all the strengths of the vampires. And only one weakness he has is a thirst, and he has a serum that he takes for that. And he just hates vampires. This whole movie starts hates the first 15, 20 minutes. is one of the best introductions I've ever seen. I remember I had the flu, and I told this story before. I had the flu, and we it was one of the first DVDs my mom ever bought was Blade. And she's like, let's try this vampire movie out Wesley Snipes. We put it in. I was sick on the couch, just laying there. I didn't feel good. This movie actually made me feel better. That's when I knew this was probably my favorite movie of all time. Because even back then, it was like 98 or 97, whatever, I, I I felt so good watching the movie. It helped me with my sickness. Like, damn, this shit is great. This is dope. That's a whole other power right that there is for a, a film. Really I was so excited. I was so, it was so, had me so blown away that it was, I, I had to watch it over and over. I watched it like four or five times that day, you know what I mean? Or the, in, in a couple of days at least. So, uh, Blade, Wesley Snipes, you got, you got uh, Stephen Dorff as Frost. He's not not as good as the I, I would say he's a decent villain he doesn't do a whole lot he's just more of a talking a whole bunch of shit the whole movie and then he's, he's trying to bring back this demogra god that can kind of uh you know take over the world and blade's got to stop him from that uh the new shape uh right is in there the boucher right that's the chick the black chick that's in there who's she's a um she works with blood what do you call him uh, yeah, I don't know the word for it, but uh, uh, I know the word, but I don't know how to say it. She's, but uh, she was looking real good. Nabushi, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's in there, and it kind of helps. She, her knowledge of all you know, different blood transmitted diseases and stuff, kind of helps create different weapons for him that to take out these vampires who he he dis- despises. He hates vampire, and he really hates if you're trying to be a vampire. He hates that too. And you got um, Chris Christopherson. Uh, as Whistler, you know, I mean, there too with the weapons and him having that nice, uh, you know, uh, buddy thing there going on is more like a dad to him because he kind of found him in the streets, but he makes all his weapons and his his uh, artillery and all that stuff. So uh, it's just one of my it's my favorite movie of all time, and it's definitely my favorite comic book movie at the time. I didn't even know it was a comic book movie when I first saw it. I just thought this was something they came up with. I didn't know this was an original, you know. Um, from Marvel. I didn't even know that until I got older. But from for all it's worth, Blade, number one comic book for me of all time, number one movie of all time for me is Blade. So it had to be my number one comic book movie. Kicked off Blade 2. I don't know what they did with Blade 3, but Wesley Snipes was perfect for casting Blade. I don't think they could have asked for a better actor to play Blade. Blade 1 is my number one comic book movie of the of the night. That's what I'm going to go with. So. All right. So you had the original and the sequel yeah. in your top five list. I did. I did. I respect that a lot, Sean. Yeah. yeah I, I I knew Blade 1 had to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. But for you to put Blade 2 as number two. And it's an argument that both you can go either one. Exactly. As as I, 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 it's hard for me to argue. Like I said, I, I prefer Blade 2. But... I prefer the first one. I prefer personally. the first one because I, I, I remember it. Because that opening scene that set the tone for everything. I that dude thinking he's going to get some booty that night, and he's not in there knowing that there's just a whole fucking room of vampires. 
That would be some of the scariest shit of, of all, all time. time. Man. Yeah. And they just man, they're setting I him up. I can't tell you what, not one man in life that ain't felt that. <laughs> in, like Going into the club thinking you getting some ass. It's like, oh, man, I ain't getting none tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get, You're you about to be dinner. You <laughs> get jumped by a whole room of vampires. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you look up. You see Wesley Snipes standing there in an all black, you know, suit on with a cape. You're like, what the hell's going on here? And this dude's got them running for their lives. So. That the theme, that techno music that they played, that that will always be that was iconic awesome. for me. So man, yeah. that had man, that had to be like a Ryan night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, like, do have my kind of look. Yeah, man, yeah. imagine the girl saying, "Hey, hey, I'm gonna be sucking on you later." <laughs> oh hell yeah, but you we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the worst day ever. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man, we, I I did say that I felt that the Deadpool credits were. The by far the most the best credits I've seen in any movie out comic book drama comedy anything, <coughs> but as far as opening scenes go, Blade One might have the best opening ten fifteen minutes. Oh yes. of yeah. any movie. Man, and, and, I swear to God, when he took that little uh, that little uh, metal piece and stabbed him into the oh the ceiling, man, I was, was like, Holy oh my shit. god, yeah. And yeah. I was pumped as fuck. I'm like, all right, I'm about to get me a leather trench coat. Man. I'm about to go <laughs> ahead, serious. Yeah. I'm about to go pumped as hell. And I saw that movie twice in theaters. Uh, one uh, was one of my best friends of all time. Shout out to you, BJ. Hope you're doing good out there in Houston, Texas. Um, after that movie ended, he said, "Well, I got a new favorite movie of all time." <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I, I felt him completely. I probably felt the same way after seeing that. Second time seeing this with my older brother. I think you've met him a few times, Richard. Oh, yeah, no, I met Richard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that opening scene, we'll get back to it. Uh, when Blade just pulled out that chuck, it was like, the, the, one vampire, just, when Blade came in, everybody kind of got scared. Like, yeah. Daywalker, Daywalker. Yeah, yeah. So one of the vampires thought he was hard. was like, come on, Daywalker. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out that shotgun and shot him. My brother grabbed my arm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah I, it was I understand great. that feeling. That, yeah, yeah, Blade is an absolute classic. And um, damn, when he you throws, got me rethinking. When he throws that boomerang and he, that goes around that circle. Oh, and yeah. Like this, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. And uh, He's got it, weapons. This movie uh, came out. A year before the, the original Matrix came out, and I, I think Blade jumping from jumping from that that hospital to the other building after he threw that girl over there. Remember, yeah, were, yeah. him jumping from that building to the other one um, is one of the best visual effects of all time. Hell yeah! Or when the cops came in there, motherfucker, you already got that. Oh shit! It's open fire on the, the good blend. guy. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the dude's a vampire. <laughs> oh, oh. On the ground. Oh yeah, this and dude so... keeps getting his arm cut off oh, by Blade. Oh my god, <laughs> he be on Blade's beat. Man, he's got a sword. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> he throws. So you want him alive? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get no Blade. Hell off. no, man. He be throwing shit, man. I ain't going back out there. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I do think the the villain in uh, Blade Two is more uh, physically physically better intimidating. Than he's like an unstoppable s- force. Frost was just a smart person. Yes. Frost was badass in his own right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. he was way he was way more of a leader type. Yeah, he's I can see a, him gathering a group of vampires. He's got like a diabolical fiend type thing. For you know sure, I mean? like he's not. He, yeah, I would even just, I would even say 
Frost would be a more dangerous bad yeah, guy than the Blade Two villain, just yeah, because he's he, charismatic. He just wanted blood in the Blade. He just wanted to kill everything that, that dude in Blade Two. He wants to, yes. Yeah. Uh, Frost is trying to take over the world. Type exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, and so. also shout out to Sinai Lathan for playing Blade's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That word. Yeah. Let me shut up. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, if you ever want to scare uh, somebody who's <laughs> never seen that movie. Uh, the guy that kept getting his arm cut off after Blade burns him alive and opens him, him hopping out that hospital bed. Real scary. It's yeah. one of the best jump scares I've ever seen in the movie. Uh, I saw Blade rip somebody's throat out and throw it at somebody else and knock him and hit him in the face. You know <laughs> yeah, that I mean? was like, pretty God, awesome. God damn, that was freaking this, awesome. This shit is great. Oh, that was freaking awesome. Right, I'm going to watch that this week. You know what? I, I'm not... I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't let me down. I'll I'll be upset you know if it. you didn't have that as number one. But more power to you for putting Blade Two at number two. I bow you at Wesley Snipes' feet. And all. And I'm sorry for disrespecting the original Blade. I, I said that uh, Captain America Two Winter Soldier was probably my honorable mention. Uh, I'm about to uh, put a hash. I'm gonna put an apostrophe next to that. Blade one goes in my honorable mention okay. as well. Right. That deserves that. We all gonna have an asterisk next to one of ours. <laughs> yeah, 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 an asterisk. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, Ryan. What you what's, got? Number what's, one. What's number all right. One Shouldn't guys. be a surprise for you guys either. The Batman, not not Mr. You Twilight mean, Batman. You mean Michael Keaton? Not Michael Keaton. We are talking another sequel here, and we are talking 2008: The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. okay. Is okay. absolutely. Okay. My number one. Now, looking at this list, it it was my top two that I was pretty sure of, and it was going back and forth between Spider Verse and The Dark Knight. But in the day, I had to go with um, Christian Bale, Morgan Freeman, and the absolute best bad guy ever put on screen, Heath Ledger's Joker. This movie. Just as important as Iron Man 1 or any comic movie as far as the a comic book movie being respected as art. So I'm sh- we've all shared our experiences with Blade 1 and 2 and how we love that movie. But that, that really just hit a, a group of moviegoers that were already open to seeing something like that. The Dark Knight kind of opened up people who would only go see the English patient. They would they actually heard that this was a good movie. They are they're, they're not they would never give Blade 1 or 2 a chance, but they would list, they would go see this uh movie of a guy dressed up as a bat and some guy paints his face in clown makeup just because they heard this is an actual good movie. And it absolutely deserves all the hype that it got and lived up to. And still holds up to this day, even though it's 15 years old at this point. Um, where can I begin? Um, just the opening opening montage of the Joker robbing the bank and turning all the bank robbers against themselves. Uh, just so he'd be the last man standing. Uh, to Batman making his introduction. Yeah, just hurry and get to the damn dog. <laughs> hurry up. We gotta build up to that. We gotta build up to the dog getting punched. Come on, tell us about Kunjo uh, getting uh, thrown uh, off the roof. Keep in mind, uh the scene I was about to mention where Batman makes his introduction into this movie. He's beating up people posing as as Batman. Batman wannabes, which is extremely entertaining. Yeah, he does get bit by a dog in that opening scene, so 
him actually punching a dog over a railing is all the sweeter after he actually has trouble with dogs early on in the movie. Um, this is something that I did not, it, I don't think will ever be topped, just in my eyes, because I didn't really feel it, the, the potential of Batman that I saw in the animated series growing up would ever be captured on screen as someone who just uses his intellect and extreme wealth and will to actually fight crime in the city. That's what always appealed to me as Batman, that he didn't actually have superpowers and he just used his intellect to be the world's greatest detective. Um, now, just to be fair, I know I kind of nitpicked Top Gun Maverick uh, last week, even though it was my third favorite movie of 2022, <clears throat> uh, just because, um, yeah, sure enough, the, the, it was the white guy saved us at the end and the, the black guy and the Mexican guy flying there. Of course, their jet messed up, and we got to see um, a white guy turn to Luke Skywalker. He didn't have to use his radar and still hit the target dead on. Oh, yeah. To that extent, I will be fair and say a, a certain part of me does notice that next time you watch The Dark Knight, every on-screen kill that you see Heath Ledger's Joker do is a black person. So the magic trick with the pencil, oh, Michael, Michael Jai White telling him, why are you so serious? Yeah, still, um, yeah, I the Joker that. pops out of a semi truck with a shotgun, shoots a black cop. Um, I don't know if I like where you're going with this. I, I'm not, I, I just, just want to be fair because I'm nitpicking my all-time favorite. Now, to a certain extent, I just think that makes him more terrifying because in that world, I can, I can. He's trying to get all the. I'm entire, sure one of those bank robbers at the beginning. He's the, he's the, but he never. Um, well, the one, the only one he kills. He shoots. He's obviously he's a white guy, so I'm sure one of the other ones are black. But the only on and and actually he that Asian guy who Batman takes overseas, he burns him alive on that pile of money. So yep. yeah, when he says everything burns, yeah, that Chinese guy, which is off camera, he's burning, but it's still off camera. So all the on screen kills you see the Joker have, they were all black people, unfortunately. But. All right, I, so he's equal opportunist. Okay, <laughs> he Air, is. Everybody can get it. I got it. <laughs> he's he's the devil incarnate, pretty much. He's he's that is that is the absolute best interpretation of evil that uh, I think we'll ever see, and it uh, it makes a great foe to uh, pretty much Fantastic Batman. And even though the Joker gets all the hype, I do think this movie deserves extra credit for just giving us Batman from the get go. It's not an origin story where he's turning into Batman. It's not him semi in retirement. We're seeing Batman fighting crime in his prime right from the get go. And I cannot explain to you uh, the chill that went down my spine and the hair standing up on my skin. When the dog went over the roof. <laughs> that was awesome, too. But yeah, <laughs> seeing that Batmobile tank get blown up with the missile and that turning in, into the Bat Pod or the Bat Bike. With that one wheel spinning and that bursting out. And outside of Captain America and Iron Man fighting each other in Civil War with Spider-Man and Black Panther included. Uh, that chase scene with the Bat Bike and the Joker taking down helicopters with with uh, wire. That's my favorite action scene of all time. I, I really feel that that is film making at its best. And um, this was one of the first movies shot with IMAX cameras. So if you're watching this at home, when you see the 
black bars disappear at the top and bottom of the screen. You're seeing IMAX footage, and it looks phenomenal. And it's this movie has a lot of CGI, but you'd be hard-pressed to see where it is. That's how good the effects are. And Hans Zimmer, with his score in this movie, is absolutely one of the best in movie history. And not only is this my favorite comic book movie of all time, I really feel it's one of the best movies of all time in any genre. All of it is is damn near perfection in my eyes. The Dark Knight. Number one. Number one for me, with the best villain of all time. You know what I'm very envious of with DC Comics as compared to Marvel? DC has far richer material when it comes to their villains. So much so that they actually get Oscar nominations and wins for that shit. True. Joaquin Phoenix, he won for Joker, and Heath Ledger won for Joker as well. Mm -hmm. You can say whatever you want. Marvel has a lot of tremendous actors, but I don't think none of them are going to have a performance any better than either one of those. Yeah. Even though I know you feel some type of way about the the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix and the messaging behind that, <laughs> I didn't but, like that. I, I didn't have a problem with his performance. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, but the performance by itself was very masterful. Absolutely. So that said, does that just mean that DC does have better like characters to actually portray on screen, and Marvel's just more fun? Is that what it is? I would be. I would. I would agree with that assessment, but that's very subjective. I mean, it depends on what your I mean, taste has is. any uh, Marvel actor ever been nominated for their performance? It's not like they're bad actors, but they never get nominated for anything. They don't. And I'll, I'll never let the Academy tell me what's the best of anything. And Okay, that's fair. And I, I, the Dark Knight should have won Best Picture that year. But, it, of course, they did Was they it didn't. nominated? It least? was. It was the first one nominated for Best Picture. Okay, that's but, good. Uh, but um, they didn't they didn't give it that in well they already knew they wasn't going to win because usually like the biggest movie of the year like box office wise it's very rare that they're nominated for a damn oscar like top gun isn't going to be nominated for any oscar it should no it should but and we all know it won't because they they really suck as far as like how they nominate certain films based off like the artistic value of what it gives if not if just you the s- movie being that damn good and that is the case with the academy but if you'd have said that maybe 10 15 years ago i would agree with you 100 percent but with viewership down as much as it is and less people turning in each year to watch the Academy Awards, they have to nominate those big box office sets just for viewership alone. Um, I there's gonna if if Top Gun isn't nominated, they're risking losing five to ten million viewers alone as it is. Uh, th- that's part of the excitement to see yeah, if your things, favorite yeah. movie is going to win. And if most people's favorite movie of the year, Top Gun, which it absolutely deserves its its love and is one of the more important movies in in movie-going history with all this COVID crap and with attendance down, to see a movie that be that universally loved and be a box office phenomenon like that, that Top Gun Maverick's extremely important to the Hollywood and movie-going industry as a whole. They would... They they might as well just get in a coffin and die. If the Academy does not nominate Top Gun, they might as well just cancel the awards going forward. They are desperate. They're not going to let it win, of course. And uh, it's going to be some art house movie no, none of us have ever seen. It's probably going to win. But Top Gun is going to get nominated just because they can't afford not to nominate those box office hits going forward. Yeah, you're no offense to your picks, but it's probably going to be a movie like Tar or something like, like some obscene movie that is probably a really good movie, but not the general public is going to be wanting to watch. It, 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 um, 
Now, I'm not mad if, like, Brendan Fraser or somebody like that was, because that's actually a movie I really, really want to see. And I need to make a plan to go watch that this, this weekend, because I'm, I'm still... Do they got the whale out in Fort Wayne now? It, it's been out for, like, the last couple of weeks. I just haven't had a chance to go watch it yet, because the last week I had to go see Puss in Boots with my niece and nephew. How'd you so. enjoy that? It was good. It was actually really fucking funny. The original was funny. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the original. Yeah, so shout out to Antonio Banderas, man. Sexy-ass voice, sexy-ass man. Still got a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, um, if if Tar does get nominated and wins, um, it earned it. Wait till you guys... I, I, please tell me when you guys see Tar. We, I want to hear you guys' opinion. Yeah, the way you described it doesn't sound like a movie I would typically watch, but I'm still going to try to watch What it. if I tell you it has one of the best tracking shots in movie history? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> right, there you man, go. I, I'm a sucker for a tracking <laughs> I'm telling, shot. Man, that, but that, tell me if you notice it when you see it. One of the best tracking shots, it happens within the first 30 minutes. Hmm. Okay. And this, this Tar took me off guard because normally, whether it's an art house drama or a low-budget horror movie, there's always one of... There's always two movies each year, whether it's low budget horror, art house drama that gets extremely hyped online. When I see, I was like, "That's it, y'all were hyping, hyping the shit out of this." Tar was not one of those movies. It actually had minimal hype. It had hype for the performance of Kate Blanchett, but uh, yeah, it it was hitter. Some people had it on their top ten list. Some people didn't. I didn't see it anywhere in hardly any of my favorite movie critics' top three. But that movie hit me dead in the heart and spoke to me. I, I really feel Tar is one of the best movies ever made. I can't wait to hear your guys' opinion on that. See okay. if you agree. All right, I'll, I'll try to make a plan to watch it sometime this week. But no, no guarantees. I've got other plans, but I'll, I'll try to make that my priority. But if y'all pay attention to this podcast already, we already know what my number one is. Um, um Cap, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, oh I should have known. Yeah, that that um, that is my favorite comic book movie of all time. Now, for many of reasons, for one, I love that they made Captain America look cool. He was very traditional in the first one. It's like he's a good, like a uh, American, like wholesome kind of guy. And this second one, they made him look fucking bad, fucking ass, bad, fucking ass. That opening scene with him on the boat taking out those, uh, taking out those guys on the ship, I was like, damn. They made Captain America look fucking cool as hell. Oh damn. yeah, he had like his little stealth uh, shield. That uh, that was specially made to mm-hmm. be like kind of like a camouflage. I thought that was really cool. The way that he fights is really cool. I like he's more of a hand to hand combat kind of guy, and like not not tech like Tony Stark or anything like that. Not some magical god like Thor, or just like a big rage monster like Hulk. He's just like a a superhuman like hand to hand fighting combat kind of guy. I like how they introduce um um. Why am I not thinking Anthony Mackie for his um, Falcon? Falcon. Mm-hmm. I like how they put him in there. I liked how they had like the nice little friendship storyline with uh, him and uh, Black Widow because I felt like we still needed more of her in the Marvel Universe because I feel like they didn't give us quite enough like build up on her. She's a very like, important character as far as like in Iron Man two, I believe she was introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. And you know, I like how they build off that. I like how they continue to build on what was going on with the. Uh, yeah, why can't I? Why can't I think tonight? The 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 group that um that took over the the shield uh Hydra Hydra, Hydra thank you <clears throat> I don't know why I was blanking it Hydra taking over and I like how they blended that with the actual shield uh, show that was on uh, NBC at the time how it actually blended in as far as what exactly was going on with that one it, overall I thought it had one of the best fight scenes on screen that I've ever seen with uh, him and the Winter Soldier. Fighting on that uh, on that bridge, oh, where it started there, then the hand to hand fighting. Oh God! 
that was like, oh, damn, man. This shit is so fucking cool to watch. So how about Samuel Jackson in that truck? I watched that clip literally just yesterday. Oh, man. That, that was a great scene. Uh, like when they tried to take him out in his vehicle, then he had like that gun just pop up out of nowhere. Oh, he God. capping everybody. And oh, I, God. And I barely noticed it the first time I watched the movie, but apparently his car could fucking fly. Did y'all catch that? What? What? Like, watch that clip again if y'all watch it. He's like, uh, he's like, t- like, like, uh, like, uh, he said something about vertical takeoff. He's like, engine is like damaged. He's like, what's not damaged? He's like, air conditioning is still operational. I was like, hold on. Did he just say his car can fucking fly? <laughs> like, all right. Apparently, he got all the cool ass shit in his fucking car. So, shout out to Nick Fury. You did a great job. Went to Soldier. I like how they did that, uh, that twist because a lot of people who didn't really pay attention to the first one realize that yes Bucky does come back alive in the comic books and he comes back as a winter soldier as a an assassin for Hydra that they found him like dying like when he failed on that mission with Cap back in the day and then he's been pretty much on ice and they've been brainwashing him ever since then to take out like political figures and all these other things that's going on behind the scenes that help uh, slowly keep Hydra in the background to slowly take over the government Almost pulled it off. Then Nick Fury messed it all up. Overall, it was by far Marvel's best movie to me. I watched it literally five times in theater. I could not wait to go to the actual store to buy this damn DVD on Blu-ray with the commentary on because I like to watch it with the commentary because I want to know I want to know exactly what Joe and uh, Anthony Russo was thinking of when they did a lot of these damn scenes. I think that was their first entry into Marvel. Absolutely. That was their first movie. And damn it, they have shown us that they have nothing, nothing for us to ever question them about. They make great films, even that I think they produced the extraction film that uh, Chris Ellsworth did on uh, Netflix. I think they got the stunt director on that one. I think he was like, he was originally like a stunt coordinator and they made him a director. So that's why that, the shots on that movie was so damn good on Extraction. So just a lot of background. A lot of things jumped off ever since then. They went on direct uh, Infinity War and uh, Endgame. I think they did another film, but I can't remember right Civil now. War. Civil War, thank mm-hmm. you. So these these guys are a tremendous duo. I always thought it was kind of weird to have like two like directors on a film, kind of like how they did with the – was it Wazowski? Uh, Kowski brothers. Yeah. Like who them. Uh, cut their danglings off and are now sisters now. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. But there you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a lot of dangling talk tonight. Know, you all right? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Switching, <laughs> switching teams. <laughs> all right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but they're, they're, they're easily one of the best directors working. And I have all the faith in them and what they do in the future. Quite frankly, they probably need to come back sooner than later because a lot of Marvel projects later have been the greatest like this past year, so maybe they need to step in and direct and maybe even take on like a Kevin Feige kind of role to like really get Marvel back on the same page like Bob Iker's coming back because he's trying to clean up a lot of that bullshit that's been coming out the last couple of years because, you know, his CEO, the replacement, didn't do a very good job in his place. So hopefully Marvel gets back on the right track and with DC getting ready to blow up, they continue to make nothing but blockbusters and not just blockbusters that, you know, they're going to make like a lot of money at the box office, but high quality critic loved movies is what they actually relished at for a long time they didn't put out shitty movies they actually put out good movies and everybody enjoyed them we wanted to watch them over and over again rewatchability is a big thing for me when it mm-hmm. comes to movies especially comic book movies mm-hmm. because you're there not to win awards or anything like that you're there to have a very good time at the movie theater that's something that Marvel understands and also Tom Cruise they understand that people want to have a good time and just enjoy themselves at the theater a nice good popcorn movie with a lot of action 
some funny stuff. Like people want to cry every once in a while. If you got like a good thing going on, but Marvel to me, that's where they, I feel like they peaked as far as like in the cinema world, like putting out that movie with uh, Captain America, Chris Evans did a tremendous job. Anthony Mackie. Oh, it, it, it was just a great film. It is by far my favorite Marvel film and my favorite comic book film of all time. So yeah, number one, no surprise to anybody else. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, number one. Best comic book movie ever made to me. Oh, yeah. I can't argue with either you or Sean with your number one picks. And my honorable mention is actually Hellboy. Guillermo del Toro. Yep. No, nothing wrong with that. Nice. Ron Perlman, it, I love It's both. very close one and two as far as the Golden Army, the second one. I thought the second one was very good as well, but the first one, it just because it's the first, it's kind of like how Blade and Blade 2, yeah, even though Blade 2 might be more popular with everybody else, but just like the 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 creation of it when it first came onto the cinema, the first one, just it just has more of a nostalgic kind of like edge to me, like with the first Hellboy, and I thought Ron Perlman did a tremendous job. Playing like Hellboy. Not saying that David Harbour didn't do a good job playing his version of Hellboy. Just different. Yeah. But that movie was so <clears throat> something was really off. It like I said, it was a fly in the buttermilk on that one. I don't know what the hell was <laughs> off about that one, but something didn't smell right to me. Now, granted, they tried for it. They went rated R, but and even put uh, Mila Djokovic in there with her beautiful ass, and mm. it, it still didn't work. She was the bad. She was the she evil was, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like Wanda. I don't know, some evil witch that we ain't never heard of before. And I was like, really? And then they put in that that cheetah like character in there, threw him in there. I was like, no, something about this is just way off. It's not like the first one. It was I don't know, it was just weird. They tried, it didn't work, so hopefully they, they'll try again, obviously, and hopefully they get this one right, because Ron Perlman ain't coming back, unfortunately. So yeah, the my humble mission was a uh, Hellboy. So yeah, we miss anything else? Anything else? I, yeah, I know you guys mentioned surprised. my honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah, I did mine with the Avengers one. I'm going Avengers. The first Avengers was uh, honorable mention for me. So, yeah, I will say that uh, Winter Soldier, as far as progressing the Marvel storyline, that movie did it the best. Whether way better than introducing Thanos or killing off main characters, them introducing Hydra was the biggest progression storyline wise in that whole MCU universe up to that point and it makes complete sense why Steve Rogers Captain America would take his stance in Civil War and Tony not having to see that kind of betrayal by the government while he would stand on his side as well um yeah why he defended Bucky so hard because that was like his best friend growing up he had nobody else in the world his parents are dead like oh yeah like his girlfriend was like old and you know like get, getting ready to leave the earth like yeah like, he didn't have like the best go of it like when he got put into that ice not so, at all and so i would come even... out and pretty much just be just be pretty much like a government like a soldier like from from here on out i can i, I can tell like something had to happen with this storyline and how he felt about getting his best friend back so to speak oh, yeah and that was an arc because compare that steve rogers and civil war compared to what he was in Captain America 1 or the original Avengers, it was red, white, and blue no matter what. We're, I know we're right. After that betrayal, uh, he was shook. And like I said, I completely agree because uh, Tony Stark sat there and watched Steve Rogers' best friend kill his parents in cold blood. So he has every right to want to cure Winter Soldier right along with Black Panther. I, it, um, yeah, I, 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 if somebody tells me that Winter Soldier's brother in Civil War... Not gonna argue with them. I think both your number one picks were well deserved. Oh yeah, 
right. Are y'all surprised that I didn't put the Dark Knight in my list? Yes. Um, thank you. That, I was. I told you. Thank that's not you. my favorite DC movie. I'd still tell you it's a Watchmen. So I, you didn't have not one DC movie. Yet. Nope. I was, hope, I was hoping one. somebody was going to catch that. Not not a one. Not a one. And Bat. Now, now, if there was going to be one that was going to make the list, Watchmen was going to closely make the list. But no, I didn't have another DC movie in you there. You like the Watchmen more than the Dark Knight, huh? No, as far as my favorite DC movies, it goes Watchmen, The Dark Knight, and then Batman Begins. And it's a very, very close second and third to me. Because I, sometimes I am partial, depending on the day it is. I like Batman Begins more than The Dark Knight. Because I like the origin story that they did with that one. Cause I, Dark Knight it. doesn't have Liam Neeson either. That's, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> Liam Neeson fucking rock. Yeah, well, yeah. Back then, before he kept making like movie after movie <laughs> after movie, and we just kept losing track of what he was in. You know, but yeah, that's back when he was like he wasn't too old to do his own stunts. You know, he could actually like move around loosely, and he, you know, it, it was different back then. So. I didn't never think we'd see Rise Up going a Batman movie. So shout out to Liam Neeson and Christopher Nolan for making that happen. Yeah, yeah, and I actually liked how they threw in like well, Morgan Freeman. Like they all thought like Batman and. You know, Alfred made all those damn gadgets, but like, no, 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 a black man is behind this. Like, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, good job for you getting inside like the Marvel Universe. Oh, not the Marvel Universe, I'm sorry, DC Universe. Maybe he'll come over to Marvel and now that DC is getting ready to be blown up. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but, but good list, gentlemen. Good list, gentlemen. Uh, three. Awesome. You guys' yeah, list yeah, some good, blew like, me away. Good Ryan, I, I knew there was going to be at least one, one of those movies on that list. I was like, what is he talking about again? Yeah. I was like, what? What what, what movie was it for? Yeah, like like, like Achilles and the Bee, wherever you said it was. Achilles. <laughs> Wait till y'all watch it. Wait till y'all watch Free Judge. Wait till you watch it. Free okay. Judge. I'll try not to. I'll try not to. If Alita Battle Angel was a comic book movie, maybe I would have put that on my list because I love that I movie. I like that one, too, yeah. I, I can't wait for that damn sequel to come out. You remember I, ho- I hope they do. I don't think I don't think it was a big enough success for, for them to actually go green light a sequel, which is unfortunate. But I I, I enjoyed that more than uh, than I expected, and I always root for Robert Rodriguez as a filmmaker. I, I I hope they do make a sequel. But like I think you guys both enjoyed Spider Man into the Spider Verse, so mm-hmm. you've seen the power that an animated movie can have. Y'all are not ready, not ready when you sit down and watch Akira. And I don't think y'all second guess me for putting that on my list after you sit down and watch it. Okay, I was actually kind of surprised nobody put Spider Man Two on the list. Same here. I'm glad you said that was one of the ones first names that popped up in my head. Absolutely, Spider Man Two is in my top ten. We had a top ten list. That's in there. Doc Doc climbing those buildings and it sounded like the whole world was coming around you. That was freaking awesome. That was freaking awesome. And I and I thought it was kind of early. Because this movie just came out within the past year, but I was very, very tempted to put Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home somewhere on this list. Cross my mind because I, the the crossover that they did, as far as bringing back the other Spider-Mans, I never would have thought in a million years they would have tried to do that shit. Yeah, that was by far one of the best cinema experiences I had Agreed. within the past few years. That Everybody Spider-Man was great, like yeah. getting all hype and mm. th- them throwing in Daredevil as well. It's like holy shit! Man, I didn't Marvel, see that coming. Like Marvel's really fucking going for it on this one. Yeah. They brought back Jamie Foxx and uh, uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, oh Doc Ock. And J- well, uh, Jamie Foxx was kind of weird because he was like a different version of Electro. Thank God he well, wasn't. All and and it worked blue. for me. He got a chance to redeem himself from that god awful Andrew Garfield sequel. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed. I'm glad Jimmy Fox got a chance to redeem himself in that. Well, that's good. That's good. 
But overall, gentlemen, I was very impressed with the list, man. Good job this week. Good job. <laughs> I'm slightly offended by Kira being caught at Kila in the beat. All right, that's, but it, it's, it's worth it's, it to see what the, <laughs> I can't wait for brain, you guys to watch. It's how my brain works. Like, what you say again? Akilah in the beat. Like, like Kiki Palmer, they, there's a spelling bee comic book movie. Like, Lawrence Fishburg is in there as Morpheus. Teacher how to spell. All right. That's funny. All right, that's, that sounds like a pretty good movie, man. Akilah in the beat. I got you. <laughs> it is. It really um, is. Oh man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually gonna play this one for Sean because he put this song into my head. When he, when he, <laughs> That's what I'm talking when about. When he uh, when he mentioned uh, Blade. Uh oh. Oh yeah. I told you, man. This song is fucking hard. When yeah. I played this show, I was like, damn, man, it got some nice bass in this bitch. Yeah. All right, most deaf. Little uh, Yasin Bay or whatever his name is now, because you know he he changed his name. Really? He's not most deaf no more. No, he's like Yasin Bay or something like that. What? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just look it up. And he's, you know he went back to the motherland. You know how oh, it goes. Yeah. You know, before Kyrie tried to make it popular, like going back to learn your roots. <laughs> Yasin Bay's like, nah, I've been there. That's before. all right, man. Let him do it. Flat Earth. I don't have no problem with most deaf. I like most deaf. So. Oh, he, he's he a pretty good man. actor too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What's that? Was Sixteen Blocks? That was a good one. Yeah, I like yeah, that movie. Yeah, I really yeah. do like that yeah. movie. All mm-hmm. right. All right, man. This is another good week, gentlemen. Great time, guys. Wow. Good to see y'all again. Had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank oh. y'all to the audience for listening to us. Remember, to look us up on Facebook, Instagram, like iTunes, like Apple Podcasts. Like we're pretty much everywhere. Keep looking us up. Keep liking and sharing this episode with all your families and friends. Like, send us to somebody who might actually enjoy listening to us. And we like to educate all y'all, give y'all a little bit of insight on what our brains are, especially with Ryan. Ryan is nothing but a damn encyclopedia when it comes to cinema <laughs> stuff right now. So y'all definitely learn a thing or two from him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope y'all have a really good year this year. I wish y'all nothing but the best moving forward. I hope y'all have a good week. All right. Sure. All right. Good night. See y'all, y'all next later. time. Later. Yeah.